Mike, turn your games down. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Top 10. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Top 10 episode of Games My Mom Found. I am your host, Michael Hughes. Who is joining me tonight? You know, I probably should have talked about the order before we started. I am Mike Helberton going second and just remembering things I should have said oh, beforehand. Man, we're knocking this out of the park right now. I'll yeah. go third and just cut anyone else off. I'm Star. Nice to be back. <laughs> I, I guess I'll go last. Uh, I'm Lucas. Back again, ready to talk about some spooky games. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get super spooky with our Spooktober top oh. ten Patreon poll. All this shit. <laughs> yes, it was a Patreon poll. I, I completely. Man, there's too much going on in my head. I completely forgot until this moment. It all like, oh yeah, it is Patreon poll. <laughs> this is this is your show. Going on in my life, I know. <laughs> Mike but I'm balancing brain all the time. I'm balancing. Oh, God. You, my brain is like games my mom found up and then my job. Games my mom found, my wife, my job. All yes. three are just mixing together. It's like 70, 20, 10. I'll let you piece together which percentages are which. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Can I ask just outright maybe a quick overview of like how you guys like feel about spooky games out of curiosity? Mike and I are pretty notoriously anti-spooky. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Spooktober is the only time that these things get funneled in, and it wasn't even his idea starting out. I used to be a big scaredy cat, and then there was a shift about whatever I was, maybe fifteen or sixteen. And I I love horror games. If there's a new one out, I I usually pick it up. Okay, I'd say I like them. I don't seek them out often either, but I also don't. There's rarely a spooky game I play that really like makes me feel spooked like uh for example just to bring up dead space like i don't think dead space to me is very scary but like i like it as a game you know so those those are my kind of spook games the ones that like make you more powerful than the enemy because then it doesn't feel quite so scary none of this walking sim nonsense just going around (laughs) with a flashlight hiding under beds i got i gotcha looking for pages stuck to trees (laughs) <laughs> and then stand just a big old dude in a suit following you. It's so scary. I've never played <laughs> Slenderman. Never played it. Never will. <laughs> You're no. fine. You don't need to. It's oh, a, okay. it, it's culturally relevant a little bit. Mark Plyer just played it again and like randomly brought it up and, I, and he was I was just like all oh, the memories come flooding back to like 12 years ago when it was relevant and new. I I remember when it was relevant. Mm-hmm. But I didn't play it. That also had a not movie. On my yeah, it had a game that was not good from what I heard, and then the movie also wasn't good. It's quite sad. Yeah, I think there was a sequel. I think there was even a second one. Oh second Slender game. Anyway, that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about good games. <laughs> good horror games. We are counting down our top ten horror-adjacent, spooky-themed games. So, not necessarily full-on, pee your pants, turn the lights on at night, but as long as it's... As long as you can make a case for it, then it goes on your list. And if you can't make a case for it, we will veto it. And you will be kicked, <laughs> you just get from, kicked the from the call. And we will it's boot you from the call. <laughs> <laughs> Edit you out. It'll never happen. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Right. I, I, I say to the to the editor. So I once had someone tell me to edit themselves out of podcasts, and I went, yeah, that, yeah. okay, that's nice. <laughs> Not happen. That's a little too much work. But real awkward if you can't make a case and have to edit yourself out of this episode. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to get started? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, let's go. Number 10 is first, the one we're starting. <laughs> remember, you said you could count. So. We we did establish that I cannot count. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out which order to go to that I can remember. We will go star. Give us your number 10. 
Sure. My number 10 starts with a very modern day, still popular, Dead by Daylight. Oh, I probably maybe one of you two should have gone first because I actually have a list of top 10. So I'm like, do I ramble? Do I give a quick overview? Because I would you're trying to Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, I think I'll just give a quick reason and then I think we respond. I don't know. But for me, Dead by Daylight is a game I've been playing for years off and on. I don't honestly think, especially in its modern day standing, it's a great game. But I think for what it is as an existence of before, came out two years before Fortnite Battle Royale, and even then a few years before this very growing trend of crossover games became a thing. It had this idea, and since then it's just run with it. It's not very common you can have experience of, I'm Pyramid Head chasing Mike uh, Steve Harrington from the, you know, uh, Stranger Things universe uh, on a Resident Evil map. Like, I think just for that alone and having these amalgamations of classic horror icons and video game horror icons, it had to be on this list. For other reasons, sadly, it just, like, that's a great, but I couldn't put it any higher, so. Why, I haven't played it in years, but I remember, like, I liked it when I played it, other than my friends would get angry. It's kind of like Counter-Strike, in a way, in terms of that you are playing the same thing again and again and again, and it's just getting better at it. So, like, for that, you know, but it's also, like, or I guess you even say maybe Halo, but I think there's more of, like, a, a numbness to it. There's not a very large competitive scene with it. There is one. But there's no, like, ranked playlist. So you're just playing this game that's kind of just fun. And, you know, you get better at chasing people or being chased. But it's always fun to see what they will add. Wesker, which was just the most recent killer was added, was a crazy addition. And I loved him <laughs> to death. I was so awesome. excited when that's it was cool. rumored. Yeah, like, it's so fun. And he has, like, his voice lines from Resident Evil 5, which is one of my my favorite Resident Evil. And he's <laughs> just so iconic <laughs> of just, like, seven minutes is all I have to spare. With you. When I heard <laughs> that, I was like, oh, they did it. They did the thing. So, yeah, I wish other parts of that game, for how much I love it, were better so I could put it up higher. But it had to be there somewhere. So I'm happy it's on my list. No, I'm yeah. just one of those 4v1, like like Evolve kind of things, yes. right? Yeah, okay. symmetrical multiplayer, which I'm a big fan of. It's just not done super well or often, sadly. Is that Resident Evil a... getting its own version of that? Like Resident Reverse? Resident Evil, supposed yes. to? They, yeah, I think it's in <laughs> development hell currently. But there's some other big ones coming out. Uh, one that I just got at Best Buy today, not available yet for retail, but was uh, the Dragon Ball asymmetrical <laughs> multiplayer. Weird. Coming up. Yep, it is uh, the main antagonist of Dragon Ball, starting with, like, Cell, Frieza, and one other one. And they chase around normies on, like, these, you know, areas of the planet as they're trying to, like, I think collect Dragon Balls to stop them. I don't know exactly, but I'm very <laughs> excited. Like, A, because I love Asymmetric Horror and I love Dead by Daylight, I'm really excited to see what people's response to it is when it comes out, because it seems bananas. And oh, and I, yeah. I have another question about Dead by Daylight while we're still on it. Is it mm -hmm. only one killer has been taken away, right? Was just the... Are they taking away a couple? I know they took away the Demogorgon for some reason. Demogorgon's licensing, along with yeah. the survivors. You can still play them if you own them. You just can't buy it now. They also took the map out permanently. Um, there's That's... rumors it'll come back. I mean, yeah, they did it two months before this current season. It was wild. Dead by Daylight, the one that's getting the dating sim? Uh, it has a dating sim, and it's <laughs> no. actually really good. I will sit here on this rock, that... and I will die. It's fucking hilarious. It's oh, great shots at the community, and it's really, like, funny. It breaks the fourth wall. So it's very self-aware. I think it was an amazing game that a lot of fanboys were like, oh, why would you ruin my immersion? And I'm like, no, this is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Come on, come and laugh. Okay. I can't remember. The only one they might have taken is Freddy. I, I know he was gone for a while, but I can't remember if they brought him he's back. Still he's there. still there. Okay, yeah. He's I know on he's Steam. in the game. I just didn't know he'd still buy him. But you yeah. can buy him Cap on Steam. Capcom okay. has that added Lady D as one of the killers. Yeah, they have no idea what they're doing. 
Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see where the future of it will go. Um, I just hope without getting too much into it, they can get the rest of their shit together with making that game better. So yeah. yeah. So okay. is it something that you actually find? Like, I guess it wouldn't be whenever you're playing as the killer, but being a survivor, like, is it actually tense gameplay wise, like being stalked through those maps? Or is it more of a just kind of like you said, like a fun being able to see the greatest hits of like, oh, there's Wesker chasing me or so and so pyramid head. It very much was when you first play. I've had introduced several friends to the game because it's on Game Pass, which is always nice um, and getting people to have that first time experience. It's very startling. Um, and there are still times I get jump scared because there are ways. So a killer has like a radius that as they get closer, like a heartbeat gets louder, basically. But certain killers can make the radius and perks can make your radius smaller. But there's one killer, good old Mike Myers, who if he is, <laughs> uh, he doesn't have any terror radius to start. So yeah, he does have breathing. So suddenly you'll just kind of hear like, and you have to be listening for it. So if you that's pretty good. It, yeah. And you just turn, you, you know, cause you're spinning the 3d camera, third person camera, you turn around and he's just at a corner staring at you. Cause that's how he charges his power. And you're like, Oh shit. And then you pop the generator and just start sprinting, trying to get away. <laughs> so there are moments, but it's pretty rare, especially, you know, several hundred, maybe thousand hours in. At this right. Point. Damn. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Good answer. If you're going to pull from the, the family feud families. <laughs> All right, Lucas, <laughs> give us your number 10. Oh, my number 10. I really struggled with what to cut off for 10 and what I put in like my honorable mentions, but I decided to go with The Forest, Mm. which is a kind of survival sim game. You start and your plane crashes on this island. Uh, You don't really know what's going on, but like most survival games, you get an axe fairly quickly. You're chopping down trees, trying to build up little fortresses and stuff like that, make shelter. There's a full day and night cycle. And then at night is when the locals or the natives on the island start to come out and they are cannibals. But what's interesting is the game does a really good job of kind of progressing how intense things get, depending on how many days you survive. Uh, So like your first two or three nights on the island, like you may see some of the locals come up to you, but if you don't engage with them, they won't really engage with you. Like they just kind of stare, make some noises and stuff like that. They might charge you, but they won't attack. So creepy though. (laughs) Oh, it's, it's very like surprisingly unsettling, but then as more and more time goes on and you get further into the cycle, they start to become more aggressive, which makes sense. I mean, you are like basically deforesting their island to build up your beautiful cabin or whatever (laughs) you're building. So like, I get why they're attacking and the new monsters start to show up the further you get. But what really gets me the horror wise is the cave system on the island. Whenever you're doing story progress or even whenever it comes to finding better items in the game, like chainsaws or swords or aerosol cans that you can spray with your lighter for fire All that stuff has to be found in the cave system on the island, which is where the locals stay during most of the day. And there's something about getting lost in those caves that is incredibly effective. It's very dark. (laughs) The sound design is really good. And it's very easy to get lost in there in the best way possible to where, you know, you'll be going, trying to find stuff. You may have finally found like a cache with some supplies that you need. Okay, awesome. I just want to get out of these caves back to my map or back to my base. And it's a struggle. And then there comes that moment where you you like get up the rope and you're out of the cave and you're like, thank God I'm back on land. But it's also pitch black outside and they're all pissed. Like they all know I'm here. It's just a really good 
meshing of survival mechanics, which I really like. I love base building and stuff like that. But then also really doubling down on the horror aspect of, no, like you you should be wary of the night. Like they will come for you and it's no joke whenever they start to. Uh, yeah, that sounds terrifying. You... <laughs> I always heard this of one a up. sequel. I mix this one up with Green Hell. Green Hell is the one where you like hear voices and stuff, right? I have not played. Green I have Hell. no idea what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, Green it's, Hell. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, seen yeah. It. Yeah, not Green I, Hill. <laughs> yeah, I heard Green Hill. I was like, I don't know that one. No, I've seen Green Hell. Yeah, I think they're kind of similar. Um, yeah. Is there a way to beat it? This type of this game? There is. Yes, there is. You're looking for your son. That's like your main plot, kind of pushing forward. So that okay. is a thread that can be completed. But at okay. the same time, if you want to ignore all that stuff and just see how many days you can survive on the island, that's also an option. So you really don't have to engage with that stuff if you don't want to. <laughs> Is it a roguelite then? Or do you not gain anything if you, when you after you lose? After you die, you have the ability to go back to your body and get your stuff back. And then similarly, kind of if you die a second time, then some of the stuff disappears. It depends. A lot of stuff that you unlock is permanent upgrades. So like you never lose your axe or anything like that. Okay. Uh, But if you were hauling like a big load of sticks or medicine or rocks, like all of that stuff, you can lose it if you're unable to get back to your body. You said there's a sequel coming out. So it's out of alpha then, because I remember this game has been out for a while, and I experienced it a long time ago, and I didn't like it back then, just because I think it was still pretty buggy and new, but I have been want- I've been curious to revisit it. I, I would recommend it. I really, I put a decent amount of time in it. I'm very excited for the sequel. I hope that they kind of expand on a lot of what made the first one work so well, and like you said, whenever it first launched, it was definitely kind of not too buggy to where it was just like it just didn't distract me too badly, but it certainly wasn't, you know, like you could tell that this was kind of a new idea that they were trying to do on okay. PC, which is where I played. I added uh, it to my wish list. So I, I hope they succeed <laughs> with that sequel. I'm really looking forward to diving back into that played. world. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm on board. I imagine playing that in a dark in bed. That's the only light. That's <laughs> what I would be doing. I played it. Um, or not. <laughs> uh, the two thoughts that makes me have is one I want to mention that I'm pretty sure it does have a VR version, which I mean I think it should get yeah credit oh, for that. Absolutely regardless. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just cool that when games have a pretty good standard, like oh let's make a VR like Resident Evil Four. I think it's really cool they did it with that. But the second thought I had, and this is pretty permanent to this whole conversation, is horror games are really interesting in the concept of like when I first played it, I didn't know that about that it gets harder and it gets scarier because I only played it maybe a day or two before I was like I put it down. But, like, if someone had told me that back then, I would maybe be like, oh, really? That's more interesting than wanting to play it. But then, you know, the, like a gambit. So it's kind of hard with horror games because it's like, if I tell you everything, it's less mm-hmm. scary. But I want to yeah. entice you, so how do I do that? So I think it's kind of an interesting thing with this whole list that we'll be talking about. Okay. Yeah. Mike, what is your number 10? Wow, you made a really good cup of coffee. The coffee <laughs> trying to talk to me. Uh, my clear as day. Deadly Premonition. Uh, this wasn't originally going to be on the list, but I was I was trying. I couldn't figure out a number 10, really. And I didn't want to put a game that I just got done playing. Like, I was like, OK, do I want to do fear? I'm like, I just played fear. I don't. And then I'm like, I'm being or stalker shadow of the Chernobyl. I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so I ended up going with with Deadly Premonition, which is a good game. I mean, that is a I think we I can't remember if we butchered it or not on our episode and we covered it. I, I mean, it's pretty jank to begin with. So we probably kind of poo-pooed on the the gameplay but the story is 
pretty good. Well, and I played a terrible PC version. I remember that where every time I got in the car, <laughs> I couldn't hear what they were saying. I was like, rrr, 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 rrr. the car just wouldn't stop making a terrible noise. Oh my god, I remember that. So, but no, I mean it's a really good game. I mean, I loved it when I played it on 360. I'll never forget like 20 bucks release. I'm like, sure, I'll pick up this random game for $20. And yeah, I had a great time. Like the story still has stuck with me. I mean, it's a fucked up story, and but there's so much to that game. And I mean, I know some people might not consider it a horror game, but when you fight those damn enemies and they crab walk oh, towards yeah. you, that's a horror mm-hmm. game. Yeah. This is a game I've heard about, but I've never actually seen anything. You should um, play it. Well, you should Google it. Don't look up the story, but like it's a very strange like part of the game has moments where you drive a car and you go around a large world map with no fast travel. I don't think if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember and it. There's a time system that goes on that you have to. You can only stores are only open during certain times on certain days. There's a day system. I mean, you have time to do your missions and do what you're supposed to do, but other stuff happens throughout the game that you can. And there's lots of side content. There's collectible cards. There's tons of mini games. And then when you go into violent areas, like the world will change, and all of a sudden it's like a third-person shooter, and he shoots, and you can get other guns. Like it's a really there's a lot to it. It's janky, but there's a lot to it. I was watching (laughs) gameplay, and I watched this man pick up what looked like a military award medal, and then a thing popped up, and it says Agent Horror, and then plus $30. And I'm so (laughs) confused and checks out of it. It, uh, It's your experience system, if I remember correctly. I just looked at it's apparently money. money. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, I I can't remember specifically what the their currency or what. Zach, what do you think? Zach has currency. (laughs) I had a lot of hard time picking up, picking like thinking of games. So I looked at a lot of lists, and this one popped up quite a bit. It was never usually that high, but a lot of people no, it was like a top fifty. It was on there. Just don't play PC. Yeah, it's worth checking out for sure. It's on three sixty, PS three, and PC. But the PC version was fucking broken when I played it, and I think that's just the PC version it's, in general. It's on Switch now too. The Deadloop oh, Permission wow. to Origins, I think. I can't imagine it runs any better on there, but it might be worth checking out. They <laughs> all just do this thing where they just. Do will show you their back and then bend backwards. Like, yeah, Ooh. look what I can do. I just kind of like it. That's right. mostly what the enemies do. There's not a lot of creativity with the enemies. There's not really any bot. There's not much yeah. for bosses, but it's still a it's a very good story and oh. it's a very unique game. I remember the last boss. That thing's a pain. Okay, I vaguely remember. <laughs> I like. It, it took it a second. Like wacky fun. That's how I describe it. It it there is a for as much like creepy horror stuff as there is in that. There's it's equally balanced with just wacky shenanigans too it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's worth it's a good balance it's worth playing all right it's also cheap. true for my number 10 we're going all the way back to 1990 with hugo's house of horrors anyone know this one the name no. sounds vague no <laughs> <laughs> this is a adventure game for the original well you know for pc way back in the day so imagine a toaster with a screen on it it's a dos game it is a DOS game, and you play as Hugo, who is investigating this titular House of Horrors, looking for his girlfriend Penelope. But this is one of those adventure games that uses the parser commands, so you have to type in everything you want Hugo to do. So at the beginning, yeah. you're locked out of this house, so you pull Matt. No key there. Look, deck, and it'll kind of list all the things that are around. It's a very 1990 game, because I think shortly after this, LucasArts started adding like the Oh, even Maniac Mansion did it before this, where they give you the commands at the bottom. But uh, this one yeah, no, was probably my first quote-unquote horror game. I think that's why it stuck with me all these years later. So I had to put it on here, at least at number 10. 
Did it scare you, though? That's what I'm wondering now. I'm looking at it, and it's just, it's so old, it's hard to be like, oh, it's really scary. But I'm sure at the time, (laughs) I'm like, was it scary? I feel like it had to. I can believe it could have scared Mike. I I can't imagine more than one or two games on my list would have been, (laughs) you could say, that scared me. (laughs) I I played very safe with this. (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's a lot of fun imagery at least in this video i'm looking at oh yeah it's great and it it was one of the early pc games so all the sounds came out of the computer itself good stuff (laughs) love it star what is your number nine combining two recent thoughts a game that also takes place in a sort of big old house and is very unique it is sanity's requiem eternal darkness Darkness. for the nintendo gamecube Uh, i spent a probably like 10 or 15 hours this week playing some different horror games, maybe a little more than that, just of some ones that I definitely have heard a lot about and always wanted to try. Uh, And this was the one I probably spent the most time with. Um, I'd heard about this game many times over the years for its unique mechanic of the sanity (laughs) meter that when, when you encounter monsters, if your sanity meter gets low enough, it, the game starts to act differently to mess with you, the player. It would do things like back in the day relative to, you know, when this came out, it would like turn your TV off, which would would flash the screen as black. It didn't actually turn your TV off, (laughs) but it would make you the player think, oh, why is my TV off? There's like a blue screen of death that would randomly pop up and you're, you know, and even stuff in game where like, you know, uh, the character's head just falls off Mm -hmm. and then you can go pick it up as an item. And when you pick it up, <laughs> it pops up and it starts quoting the Shakespeare at you with Hamlet holding the skull. It's all Naturally. this different stuff that's like really cool. And I'd heard so much about it. And so I finally got to play it and I played it for probably like just almost, I want to say six, seven hours. You should keep playing it. I yeah, You got a good chunk into it. The problem is I, and it's probably because I, at the start of the game, it gives you a choice between three random runes that have <laughs> And I went, what the hell is this? So I paused, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, okay, one, the enemies take more of your health away. The other, the enemies take more of your sanity away. And there's a third one, it's like, don't use this. I'm assuming it does both. It's like, don't do this until you've played it again. And I was like, not thinking about it. And so I think, I don't remember which one I did, but in Blue sure, is the bad one. Yeah, yeah so they I, also dictate what the skeletons enemies do like the main enemies and the blue ones when you hit them they kind of like vibrate and explode and you can't get your sanity back oh interesting in short i never had my sanity low enough so Mm -hmm. i forgot like i and i it was just because i always found i found it really easy and i'm pretty sure i did the one that the enemies were tougher but i just it never happened and so i was really disappointed and i even literally a few days later i was trying to go in oh yeah what was that game and i looked up i was like oh yeah it's the game i played the other day that i totally (laughs) forgot had these mechanics (laughs) that i never got to experience and so i was like one for the modern day it doesn't really work anymore because if you're playing on a computer and your screen turns down you're gonna go what the fuck oh it's a horror (laughs) thing and again it's this theory i brought up earlier if you know what the gambit is it takes it away there are doing it start you're like what's going on Still certain ones that will get you. I mean, yes, the volume one might not get you. The memory card one might not get you. But there are other ones that will still get you. Exactly. And that's why it's still yeah. on my list. And I think it's really good. It just, I was disappointed with my experience. Again, limited. But I still think the idea is really cool and unique. Question. And really fun, worth experiencing. Did you go in the bathroom at all? I did. Uh, <laughs> okay. That one did give me a small jump scare. <laughs> that one, I, I went, I'm not the biggest fan of jump scares, but it did get me. And I, I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what we're going to fucking do game. This one's going to be like, all right, all right, I can hear you. And then, but yeah, that was kind of fun for a second. Um, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. I think it's 
regardless. I think also the only problem is maybe pretty culturally appropriate as I was going like, oh, okay, oh, we're doing a lot. Oh, we're in a weird place with this. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nintendo GameCube, I get it, but I was just sitting Silicon there like, Knights. all right, we are really going through some yeah. stuff here that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so. Silicon Knights isn't known for their uh, <laughs> diversity and doing well with that. But it's definitely yeah. one of those ones that once you know how to game the system, it, it's it's kind of a cakewalk. Exactly. And that was sadly my experience because I got it down like that. I was like, okay, murder him, stab him, blah, blah. Yeah. Even the uh, walkthrough was like, run past these guys. Because I was, again, <laughs> I was looking at parts because there was only like, it was one part early on I got really, oh, it was the, it was like there was the starting thing. The first thing you have to do is go to a clock and put in a time of 3.33 and that unlocks the first secret room that allows you to start the like actual story. I set it to 3.30, and I thought I said enough, and nothing happened. I went, that's weird. I walked <laughs> off. I started walking around the house, and there's very little space going. Like, what am I doing wrong? So I looked up the guide. It's like, go to the clock. Put in 3.33. I went, oh, okay. I put it. I went to the clock, and before I moved it, it whispers, 3.33. And I'm like, all right, calm down. Damn, sorry. Damn, thank Get you. Get on with it. There's a lot more that comes up. But, yeah, it's a really good game. Yeah, I think there's some really – I think it's definitely cool. And that's why it's totally on my list. Yeah. But I couldn't put it higher than 9. I was like, all right. Yeah. So, yeah. Spoilers, we'll be talking about this game later on. <laughs> but for now, Lucas, what is your number 9? My number 9 is Dying Light. Oh. Uh, the reason why is – Kind of similar to the forest. The the thing that I love about it from its horror aspect is one, the zombies are actually menacing and scary, maybe for younger children, I suppose, or for anybody. You know, there's no judgment there. There the designs aren't particularly scary, but there's something about that day-night cycle in the game mixed with the parkour and just progression in general of like encouraging you to go out into the night to get better loot or XP or whatever. And the game really ramps things up at nighttime in an <laughs> effective way, especially coupled with the parkour of like, you know, you may be doing well jumping between buildings, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as you set something in motion, like the amount of enemies that just start sprinting to you, they're climbing up the buildings with you like special, I, I don't know how else to yeah, describe I, them, like the kind I of special enemies, called. they start to pop up and it it gets your adrenaline pumping, especially whenever you've just found something great and you're trying to get back to a safe zone. It's freaking dark. You can just hear all the screaming. You know they're all behind you. And there really is this feeling of like, if I mess this up, like I'm going to put myself in a in a bad situation. And I love that. Like, there's something about the chase that they do really well. And, you know, kind of mixing that in with the day-night cycle to kind of give different side, like, two sides of the same coin of, okay, during the daytime, the, this is just your standard zombie, just knocking them out, killing them. This is easy stuff. But no, once nighttime hits, you're you're fighting for your life. And I, I love it. I think it's one of the best zombie games to come out in the past several years. This came out in 2015. I have never played this yet. I have looked at it many times and went, hmm, but that's as far as it's went. Fun co-op game, too. It's yeah. really good. I could have put this on my list for the sole fact that you can drop kick zombies off of rooftops. <laughs> True. It's a blast. Volatiles are the ones at night that'll sprint. Volatile, yep. I knew they had a special name. I think... Dead or, or not dead rise, it's to be left for dead, just dip perfect. Just call them special infected. You got regular infected, you got special infected. Yep. Everything's supposed to be called that. We're gonna talk about that later too. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> I almost wanted to put it online, but I did. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, what is your number nine? 
my number nine is Eternal Darkness again. Also, no way. Mm. So, I mean, again, the only I mean, really good game freaked the hell out of me. I mean, it, it's one of those games that I played back on GameCube, a friend of mine, but I got nowhere. It wasn't until we covered in the show, I think, last year, where I finally got around to, or maybe the year before, got around to playing it, and I, I really enjoyed it. Like, it's it's a very good game, and it's freaky as hell, and it, it's, I mean, and the way Snatch Drunk says it, play it any way you can, because you're never going to play it legally ever again, so, yep. unless you own a copy. It's one of the best now. games to come out of 2002. <laughs> it, it really sucks that it doesn't exist in another way. It, it makes me upset. I have to say, I've never played it, and I, it's on, like, my, it is my white whale of of horror games. I've I mean, always wanted to check I it out. I can help you. Depending on <laughs> so if you're okay, depending on how you want to play it, I can help you, but that, that's yeah, a conversation we, we off talk about that later. Okay. Hey, uh, Alex got a, a spirit in Smash, so never say never. They still know it exists. Never going to happen. <laughs> they would already done it. How expensive is a physical copy nowadays? I'm guessing it's probably pretty expensive. Over 100. Easy. Yeah. Okay, so that's not the craziest number for GameCube games. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Oh. But it's stupid that you can't get a game that's this. You know, it's not like it's a licensing issue, like something like, you know, a game yeah, that's first like a Marvel Nintendo. game. Yeah, I mean, they just don't care and they hate Silicon Knights and everyone hates Silicon Knights and they yeah. don't even exist anymore and they just won't release it. I mean, I'm sure they might not have the source code anymore or anything, but still. Yeah, yeah, hundred bucks complete in box, best offer, free shipping. I think it's just again, I really, I don't think this is the main reason, but I think it really is like it was amazing for the time it came out and not revealing its hand too much. That's something I like. I think about horror game advertising. I hated Dead Space advertising. I thought it was oh, the stupidest thing to be like, oh, we're so gory and moms hate us. And I'm like, uh-huh. God, oh, that's too. stupid. I oh, it's too. Yeah, Either way, true. that makes a little more sense than the sequel. But I, I, I think I, so. I hated it, but I think with this game, I like. I don't know what the advertising was like when it came in, out, if there was any, but I think holding your card, your hand close, and being like, just play this game, it's a little spooky, and then d- being what it is, it makes it really unique for the time, and it'd be really I, hard. I still think the game holds today. up in 20, at least 2021 when I play I think we, I still enjoy it, I can't remember now, but I, I think it still holds up. I mean, I, for me, as a first time playing that game this year, you know, we go it's fine. I like mechanically. It's not, it's not like buggy or awful, but it's like, eh, it's just you walk around, you slap things or you throw things <laughs> at them. And that's probably, you say a lot of games like that. Describe yeah. it like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, where are we at? My number nine. Your number nine. My number nine is Prey, the 2017 one that has nothing Ooh. to do with the 2008 one. That the studio just confirmed this week. They did not want to call it Prey, but they were yep. forced to. Oh, they I really did it. not want it. Mm, that's my fa- I just that's one of my favorite recent gaming news facts. <laughs> it's just more arcane goodness. They're they're they really can't miss anymore. But you play as Morgan Yu on the Talos One space station and is infested with an alien race called the Typhon, which are basically like living symbiotes that are big spooky shadowy bitches. <laughs> especially starting out, they overwhelm you in just about every facet and it's only as you unlock abilities whether they be human or taking abilities from the typhon themselves that you can really start to bend the balance in your favor and man there are some fun abilities if you go the typhon route like being able to mimic into any object lying around in the game is a novelty that i don't think will ever wear off it's so much fun it was one I could never get into, but I totally respect and think it's a great game, and I understand why it's on this list. I think it's really fun and spooky, especially early when you're not super, don't have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. You start encountering them, and they just destroy you, and you're like, oh, I guess I'm not going into that room. 
but let me go anywhere else on this station <laughs> exactly. that I can access. And I think I think the way they designed powers and world exploration was amazing. I know yeah. Bill Tucker loves it. I really want to play it one day. Mm-hmm. I think as much as praise as I just gave Arcane, I think every one of their games I had to try a couple of times before I really stuck. So it might be worth revisiting. And I think they're all on Game Pass still. Now that they also uh, have that roguelite mode that they added. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Moon Crash. I played it once and then I haven't touched it since. I should do that. Well, I really like the right. original Prey. <laughs> I played it. I beat it. That I game played is some wild. of it. I remember seeing videos of it back in the day. They're like, it's, yeah, these it's okay. Are, it's oh, it's such a. It's weird got its game. defenders. Uh huh. It's okay. I beat it once. I don't remember anything about it, but I just know I played it. I remember you start in like some saloon and aliens invade and then you end up on their ship. Yeah, that sounds about right. Stellar. Good yeah, stuff. <laughs> Star hit us with your number eight. Uh, a game that also has zombies, but they aren't scary. Dead Rising. Yeah, um, they are scary. Who are you on? <laughs> uh, I've talked about it a few times. I think maybe it kind of goes back to what I said by daylight is once you have spent a th- over a thousand hours doing Dead Rising, the zombie, nothing scary. Like, but I think, and that's why it's hard for me to really be like, how high should I put this on my list? Because I'm so desensitized, and I played it the first time so many years ago that I cannot imagine playing this game for the first time. I know mechanically it's probably not the best, but for me, <laughs> as I was really sitting here and munching about it, thinking about, like, do I want it on the list? How high do I put it? For me, it's the psychopaths. I think the psychopaths in that yeah. game, or to this mm-hmm. day, are still spooky. Like, Adam the Clown... <sighs> I've, I think I've talked about it a little in podcasts, but when this game first came out, it was back when HD was really becoming a thing. And if you didn't have HD for like the Xbox 360, oh my a, God. Lot of games, <laughs> a lot of games were, yeah, we've talked about it before, are really hard to read. Dead Rising was one that as a kid, I loved this game, but I could not read the little phone calls you get to say, <laughs> hey, there's a spooky clown at the place. Go investigate. So I remember the first time that I do remember is walking in and a cutscene starts. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? And then it's Adam the Clown. <laughs> and he's juggling chainsaws. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and he's still spooky. And but again, oh, he's spooky, but he's not scary a fight. I'm like, OK, let me just, you know, destroy him in one of the 10 best ways I know how. But I think all the psychopaths in that game from a story element are really well interesting and spooky. Like you have a guy who's clearly going through PTSD which is kind of interesting and weird because he's talking about oh, the Vietnam guy. Yep. Yeah, you have um, a person who not mentally well off. I don't know. I don't want to try to project what they were trying to code them as, but they are like a character who's like, you know, they're minus staff and they're clearly obsessed with meat. And so they're like string up zombies. And they're like, I'm trying to get good meat, but all I'm finding is bad meat. And you're like, Oh, what the, f-? and there's just a family <laughs> who's like obsessed psychopath hunters and they're shooting zombies for sport, but people are bonus points. It's all these characters that are really like, it's fucked up. And you're like, ew, I don't like them in this and what's going on. And they're scary in that <laughs> way. So really in short, the humans were the real villains. <laughs> they're the uh, true walking dead. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I don't think, I think for the rest of the game, like the zombies at night. Yeah. They're kind of scary and they're red eyes. And they're, for me, it's, that's the part that I was like, it's on the list for that at least. And I love that game, but I know I'm very biased. So yeah. it is where it sits. For okay. me. I love those series. I love one. going to come back to it. Oh, oh God! I hope it's one. I don't, if it's any others, I'm gonna fight you. Respect, <laughs> Star. You've got good picks, <laughs> Lucas. What's your number eight? This is the newest game that I have on my list: Inscription. And I'm not gonna spoil anything major because I really do think if you haven't played it, it's something that you should experience knowing as little as possible. 
but set it up. You awaken in a cabin. There is a creepy man sitting across from you, lights a candle, has a spooky mask, and he challenges you to a card game. So it is a card game. You're building up your deck and stuff like that, but it's not overly complicated. And as you go, the cards begin to speak to you. Like they become the characters of the game and it expands upon that later. But the reason I love it is because it, one, the atmosphere is really solid, um, especially in the first act. It's divided up into three acts. And that that first kind of scene or scenario or act that most people know it for, because that's mainly what they use for advertising and whatnot, is just really solid on the atmosphere, as is the rest of the game. And then the other thing, again, without getting into too much spoilers, if you enjoyed... Oh, we were just talking about it, your your GameCube game, Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness. There, it does some interesting and clever things whenever it comes to messing with the player. And some of those are scary, and then some of them are not, but it's always interesting, and it never gives up on its horror kind of foundation, even whenever it tries to misdirect you with, with what's going on. There, there's definitely moments where you think, oh, it's becoming this now. And then the horror aspect kind of slowly starts to creep back in. Uh, and it does it very well. And it's not a super long game. I definitely recommend it to anybody who hasn't played it. I have played it, and I would also highly recommend it. It's not on my list. I totally spaced on it, but I think it's a really great game. I only got to the second act, and I kind of put it down after that because it just couldn't hold me. But that first act is real fun and real yep. strong of, like, the atmosphere and the characters are spooky and weird the whole time. I'm like, what's going <laughs> on? I definitely guys? think the the second act is the weakest part of the game. Um, I just want to know the third act because I know nothing about it. The Yes, I, I think it definitely redeems itself. In, and again, that's a compliment to it being as short of an, an experience as it is. Because, again, that second act, I, I think, is is the weakest part. Not that it's bad. Uh, but it doesn't overstay its welcome either. And then whenever you do get to that third act and there's this kind of transition again, it it really comes back to that horror focus with a with an interesting perspective and it continues to mess with you in interesting ways. It's really good. Question. This man that yeah. challenged you to this card game, is this Seto Kaiba? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I never found out the answer, so in my mind, it could be. <laughs> Gotta be the heart of the cards. It's right. He's an uh, expert at children's card games. I think one critique, because you mentioned it uh, in terms of the length, I have heard people who really struggled with the first part of this game, and it took them a very long time to get through it. And I think over time, it kind of gives you more ability to get through it. But I would say, I think if you, you know, if you're having a hard time, try to look up some sort of spoiler-free guide because I think getting stuck at the first act of that game could be really frustrating if you're not great with the mechanic. And I can see how that would suck. For sure, 100%. And like there are puzzles that you have to do and stuff like that. I personally didn't find the puzzles too obtuse or complicated because the game does a good job of kind of pointing you in the direction of, hey, you should probably be checking out this thing right now without necessarily giving you the answer to the riddle that you're trying to solve. Yeah, I would uh, So I feel like it strikes a nice balance for me personally, but I can see how, how some people could get tripped up and, and kind of stuck in that first area. Totally. Oh, cool. Mike? Hit us with your numero ocho. My number eight is a game that I haven't played for a while, but scared the shit out of me. Alien Isolation. <laughs> game I did not play for the show yet. But the first time I played it, this is one of the few moments when I beat the game. 
I remember I jumped up in the air and went, fuck you! And I was so happy. <laughs> I haven't touched it since. Really, really good game. Super creepy. It actually makes you care about the alien license for the first time in a while. <laughs> so it's Colonial Marines, anyone? I like that game. Personally, <laughs> yes, when I, I played you it. Do. I think I liked it back then, but I would not remember calling it a good game. <laughs> I don't think it was a good game, but I, I beat it, and I think I had fun. Hot take. I'm going to, at least with the limited amount of time I spent with Alien Isolation, I would say a similar thing. I do not get this game. I spent about six or seven hours with it, and I was done. I was like, I'm not scared. I'm annoyed. <laughs> These sneaking mechanics are pissing me off. Uh-huh. I was playing in a dark room with headphones. Be like, ooh, let me get this atmosphere. And the I- aliens aren't the worst part. The worst part is you hear, what are you doing here? Oh, shit, it's yeah. androids. It's yeah. the worst Those part. Those androids, man. They just fucking murder you. Yeah, um, I think it was just something I was really struggling I, I don't remember, because I think when I started up, I'd play once more, and then you just hit continue. Is there a difficulty setting at the start? Do you remember? I think so. Okay, because I would have probably, if I yes, was yes. restarting it, I would turn it down to easy just because it's really annoying to be shot by people or robots and be like, well, I would have liked to escape, but I couldn't. Ah. And so, yeah, I would make, I, I'm happy to hear how much you like it. really wanted to like it, and I was so excited to experience it, but I was just so frustrated. That was- you also want to play on easy because the alien always knows where you are. The difficulty depends on how often it decides just to go after you. Interesting. They don't you it is. Yeah, and the way the mechanics are designed in the game, it always knows where you are. It just depends on if you get its interest enough or not. Oh, and on the higher difficulties, the more interested it is in you. That just makes me think of Mr. X and the Resident Evil 2 remake. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. I will say, I thought about putting Alien Isolation towards the bottom of my list, but I, similar to Star, like I wasn't as hot on it. I think it's really good. It has a strong opening, but length is one of the things that, like, it, it just goes on for too long, in my opinion, and kind of loses its steam in the middle. I think it had just shaved off like four or five hours or so. I think it, I would like it a lot more and be more willing to revisit it. But like, it's one of those games I've always thought about going back to because I enjoyed it whenever I started it and then kind of left with a sour taste in my mouth. And every time I think about going back, I'm like, there's a reason <laughs> that, that you got this. It just kept going. So do you ever get a means to fight back or are you always just avoiding enemies? You fight. You can kill androids and you can kill regular guys. You cannot kill the alien ever. Well, not. I mean, they're storyline beats, but that's it. Yeah, it's like the opposite of Dead Space then. So where Dead Space is constantly making you overpowered versus the enemies. This one's just you can't do anything. I saw a shotgun at one point through a window. I was like, God, I really want that because these humans are <laughs> pissing me off and I just want to get to the spooky. <laughs> you also the- kill yet. The aliens are only in certain parts, and I'll never forget one of my favorite things was I alerted there was a guy that tried shooting at me, and it was an alien area, and I made noise, (laughs) and that took care of the problem real fast. That's awesome. Um, I threw a grenade at him, like a noise grenade, and then he's like, what the? And then all of a sudden, it came down, started eating everybody, and I just ran for the exit. (laughs) I'm like, ah! I I like that a lot. I've heard so many good things about this game. There's no way that it's, like, not a good game, I think, on average. But I will end on one nitpick where I was really early on, and it's probably because I was already frustrated, and I'm sure there's another game on my list that has the same issue. But there's, like, when you start out, you're going through this, like, space station, and it has, like, it has like baggage areas. And there's this one part where it's, like, there's these two rows of, like, baggage that are going through, and there's, like, a, like a little gate between them, like, something that's probably above waist level. And I was looking at my map, and I'm like, how do I... I need to go forward. It's the only way forward. How, okay, why... I'm looking, I'm like, I could just crawl over this, whatever. And it's like, no, no, no. Go back, move this, like, 
baggage moving machine and then go through this little vent over it up and i was like this is the most convoluted shit there's literally i could crawl i could step over this but you're making me go through this and i i was already upset but i was like this is so stupid i was the only yeah. guide at that park so I was like how do i get through this anyway. sounds like the pokemon trees that you have to use cut for it's like i can walk around this stupid thing <laughs> there's <laughs> not that much space taken up <laughs> I was, yeah, I think it's a great game. But, oh, I was, I was so sad that I had a frustrated time with it. I was like, why do people like this? I don't get it. So I'm happy Mike is here to be like, no, it is good. Yeah. I mean, I there's always years, but there's going to be people that don't like things. I, I did enjoy it. And it's also, it was canon at one time to the movies. I, I didn't forgot who the main character was. Because I, I, like I said, I started up from an old save file that's like right at the start of the game. I was like, I don't remember. Am I? Oh, Riley's daughter. Oh, okay, because I, I, there's a cutscene. It shows her Ripley. Badges. Ripley. Ripley, yeah. yeah. It shows Ripley. I was like, oh, so is this like a reboot of... And then that makes more sense, because I was like... Yeah, it's she... her daughter. It takes place between one and two, where she goes missing and doesn't show up, and then her daughter goes looking for her. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the what's in there is probably really happy to hear. Yeah, go play it. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Do not. All right. Play. Yeah, I don't plan to. My number eight, we are going back to the 90s on the Genesis... We're talking about Haunting, starring Poltergeist. Any, any takers? That one I have never heard. <laughs> starring Poltergeist? Poltergeist. You play as Poltergeist, is a teenager who died from a faulty skateboard and goes back to haunt the the CEO that owns this company, Vito oh, I'm already sold. and his family. Was his name Poltergeist before he died? This seems ominous. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know, but I love this. I like I this is something I'm really happy you bring up because I was like, I'm sure there's a lot of older games that are really cool and good, but I don't know any of them. Oh, this man. Fun as hell. I ran into this the, the shit out of this thing back in the day. Uh, you play as this ghost porter guy and you can like jump into items to possess them to scare the family through four different houses. And like each member of the family has things that they're more afraid of than others. And their stupid dog can always sense where you are. And only today in my research that I found that this was ported to the PSP via a game called EA Replay, which I did not know is a thing. That so, uh, is almost as hard to get as playing the original, sadly. But oh, this yeah, well, is so, it looks so fun. He turns a coffee table into a giant spider. It's terrifying to look at. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Like, jump on the couch and it opens up like a mouth. It's good shit. All the different, like, thing, creative things they came up with that you can, like, possess and change, I think, are really cool. Yeah, it's one of my, my favorite tropes, and that's why this game is on my list. <laughs> Possessing things. Mike knows this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did just get to, like, a clip art of the boy, and he is very spooky in a way I don't like. Oh, man, he is super 90s. The way they did his art makes me really uncomfortable and angry. He, he looks like oh, the bully from Doug. I can't think of his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Roger. Roger Klotz. He looks like him, but like all green, completely green, not just. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's so there's a part that I'm just going through. It looks like you're just like a hellscape. Oh, yeah. If you run out of energy, you go to like this underworld and you have to collect protoplasm before you can go back. And that's I think that's the only place where you can actually, quote unquote, die and lose the game see yeah no it looks this looks also terrifying in its own way i don't yeah. know what the audio is but yike this game is is super fun though it's definitely worth at least fucking around with for like 20 minutes oh yeah <laughs> star what's your number seven 
My number seven is a game I actually have played almost none of, but I know of it well enough, and I've seen a lot of stuff, but I, I just have to. It is Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> um, oh, okay. That was on my honorable mention. I Yeah, I saw it. Also, shout out to the Discord for games my mom found. I saw somebody mm-hmm. mention it. I'm really happy. I'm like, hey, I did include that, because I think the genre of... Oh, I'm forgetting what that genre is called. Story... Based visual novel. Visual, visual novel, novel yeah. yeah. I think visual novel has a very interesting breadth of potential horror games. This is probably just one of the most recent and popular ones. And also, spoiler, you're, I, that's what I love, is, and this game goes back to scary. <laughs> if you know what the gambit is, it's not scary. But when this game first came out, and before it was just, I think it was just a free game that you could download. It's like, what is it? I don't it's still know. free. Uh-huh. Oh, it is? Yeah. Well, I'm the, uh, uh, yeah, on PC. Yeah, so... You know, it's this thing. You go play, and then, oh, hey, fun. It's actually terrifying, and there's a lot of things. And I am glad that there are things that they've done better, like when they did later releases. And they ha- obviously, the gambit at that point is dead, but if you were even still in the dark, it's like, hey, we are going to have some trigger warnings for this, because there is some pretty heavy stuff <laughs> in this game that I'm glad. I actually, I don't know anything about that game, so that's one of the games that I've been able to stay oblivious to. I did for a very long time, because I knew there was something something weird about it back, probably the first like, year or two was out, and eventually I just was like, I'm never going to play this, so I looked it up, and I watched a lot of stuff about it, because I was really interested, and I think it's just solid, and I think a lot of people put it on their list, and I think it's a very, just great game for what it is, and I, uh, my, in my list, shout out to this genre, that I'm sure there are many great games that you could check out that are scary AF. Is there a content warning at the beginning? There is a newer version, so that was one that okay. included. Because, yeah, and that was something that they took as feedback as the company, and they were like, hey, we're going to make for, buy versions you can buy to have, like, boxes. And they are like, we are also going to include some updated things, including trigger and gore warning. Because, yeah. I would say it's one of those things, because, like you said, so much of that is not having the experience spoiled. But at the same time, because of mm-hmm. the places that it goes, I feel like I, feel like I have to at least kind of give that warning to people whenever I recommend it, because yeah. it, it really comes in a like a shocking the, the transition is shocking is all i will say <laughs> yeah and i think okay. um, it does some really interesting immersive out of game stuff at least the original did i don't know how that works on like the switch version but like you know stuff that messes like creates files some of that stuff which is always fun and reminds me of, like the old days of scary viruses and stuff being like oh what's going on <laughs> uh, breaking the fourth wall a little bit spoilers for stuff but yeah it's a really solid game i've okay. never personally put a lot of time into it but i think definitely is worth it. I, I like to imagine there's someone listening to this episode that's only ever seen like the box art and like why is this on a horror game list it just I, has I, no idea there's also another person who's like just my place so they're throwing their keyboard like damn it fuck <laughs> they said for immersion breaking damn <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it sorry, sorry so <laughs> i'm really curious about it too and i I've had people that have been on the show had told me, like, yeah, you should play it, but it's mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, yeah, I've, I've seen enough to know that I never need to play it. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, that's kind of when I finally did look it up and I saw, like, a lot of stuff. I was like, okay, I'm more okay I didn't play it, but I think yeah. it was really cool. To, you know, again, I just, there's this era that's so hard to, like, release a game, and it's like, oh, I don't know, it's a game. Go play it. It's fun. It's like, oh, no, it's actually something else. And that's <laughs> so hard to do. Probably only indies can do it. Then I think it's hard uh-huh. for them to get their game out, be popular enough to reach that level of knownness with being, you know, not what it seems. Okay, I, I should play it because I can put it on my Steam Deck. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm mean, like, is that for, this is really yeah. gonna timestamp these like few episodes for this month? <laughs> when my gun is tight, the Steam Deck. Oh, it's fucking nice. I'm playing Portal 2 on it every night now. Like I'm like, God, this is wonderful. <laughs> uh, that's all my like wife, criteria. Like, you have a lot of games to play. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I haven't. Once I get the emulators up and running, oh, it's going to be the end of the world then. Uh-huh. Yeah, that does seem to be like where it really <laughs> would pop off for me. So I, I respect it. I haven't gotten around to that part yet, but it's coming. Lucas, what is your number seven? My number seven is a little known gem called Bioshock. <laughs> uh, it's again, whenever we like, so let me figure it figure out my thoughts, get them composed. Whenever it comes to horror, I definitely fall in the camp of atmosphere is is more important to me than jump scares, and Bioshock is just dripping in good atmosphere. <laughs> and really? It, it, yes, exactly. <laughs> and it, it's oh, not even I just... just that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the city's underwater. <laughs> you have that written down, you're like, check that off. Got it. <laughs> And it's not even just the like location and the kind of like way that the city is destroyed, but similar to like what you were talking about with Dead Rising Star of the characters that it introduced you to who have lost their minds. Like the one that stands out to me is Sander Cohen, Uh the surgeon. Mm, Like that is a legitimately like I remember playing through that the first time and it was nighttime and I was like, ah, you know what? We're going to wait until the morning. Like this dude's. Got people hanging up and taking pictures of him and saying weird stuff in his speech. It's dark in here, like the I good. And I was surprised. Like it it really gets unsettling at points in in ways that I think is difficult for for games to do sometimes. It's good I, stuff. As you're talking about it, I'm realizing how much of that game I don't remember, and it makes me want to go back and play it. Oh, um, absolutely. It, it still should. holds up super well. I and I love it. If you grab every free game on Epic like I do, you might have it in your Epic not even realize it. <laughs> I also know, I mean, that was a thing I think was really sad, is I think they had a really good opportunity to capture that feeling for a lot of people with the remasters, and then the remasters were not good. And that makes me sad, because I remember that was a big time. I was like, baby, I'll go back. About? I thought when the remasters came out, there was like a huge issue with that. For Bioshock? Yeah, that people didn't. No, they're good. I the, the subtitles is the is the only issue, oh. or in game text in general is is super small on all three of them. It is you can't change it unless they have patched it since I checked it out. But it just makes it really difficult if whenever for someone like me who is playing on PlayStation Four, like sitting in my TV, like I I just couldn't play through it because I kept having to to like get up and walk over to the screen to try and see what the <laughs> menus were like. It's really that small. It's insane. Oh, wow. okay. I played it on PC and I had absolutely no issue with the version. So uh, yeah, I'm looking up quickly. I'm not finding anything. I, mean, I must be misremembering. Someone's like, Oh, I thought you could pin splice or still walls. And it's like, Oh yeah, that, you can't do that anymore. And I'm like, that game is fear that they're talking about. Uh, yeah. You can pin fuckers is- in the wall in fear. <laughs> but yeah, I, there's, there's something I see. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, no, play it. I mean, it. I played it on PC. I've beaten it. I played it twice for the show. Fucking mm-hmm. loved it. Play it again. Like it's it's one. It holds up. Two play the trilogy. One and two are such great games. God, they're infinite just is fine. I, I really like Bill infinite Tucker. Too. Can you hear I'm it, Bill system. Tucker? Yeah, is it, are you shaking Bill. all of a sudden for no reason? I <laughs> haven't got to play the DLC for Infinite, and I really want to. Oh. It. I don't think I want to play Infinite again, but I do want to play a DLC that I've heard. Play, DLC is great. Play one and then play. Burial, let's see. Oh, play them all. I like that theory. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, think I, I think I'm good. Infinite. Just play them all. I mean, Infinite's still good. It's just not... There's just issues with that game, and it's not as good as one or two, but it's still it's good. It's great. Elizabeth is fantastic. But yeah, yeah. if you're going to play one, immediately play Burial, <laughs> let's see. And then you can cry. Okay. Yeah, well. okay. Where are we at? Mike's number seven? Yes. We do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my number seven involves holding a flashlight. Yes. Well, at least not in my version. Doom 3, which is partly 
biased because I just played it recently. I thought it was Alan Wake, and I got three. Really excited. <laughs> I like Doom Three a lot. I played it for the show, and I like or, or hell earlier this month, and I had a great time. Like it is, or no, last month. It's a. I still really enjoy Doom Three. I think that game does a great job with atmosphere. Game is creepy as fuck. Like it's a good game. I have heard this a lot about Doom 3, is that it kind of seems like one of these games that when it came out, people hated it. But in coming back, a lot of people seem to give more love for it back than when it did. And it's made me... I wanted to play Doom 3 at one point. You, to you should. And I hear, it, I keep hearing this. It makes me curious. The BFG version, because they took care... They, they got rid of the stupid flashlight mechanic where you always have a flashlight out. It just has a rechargeable battery. Yeah, and I think that was a thing I've heard, is that, like, some people... Think it's not as bad as fear, Mike. Some people it's... think the game was worsened <laughs> by that change because I think there were basically stands of the original who were like, "Yeah, the flashlight is annoying, but that's the point. It's supposed to be scary and annoying, you know." Kind of things like Silent Hill Two is what I've equated to. It's like, yeah, it's supposed to be annoying, but it's also scary because you're switching between flashlight and gun and being like, "Oh, it's dark, but you're shooting." And I'm like, yeah. it kind of sounds attractive to do that in a way. No, I I highly recommend playing playing it though. Like I had a great time playing it, the BFG version. It, I think it still held up as creepy as fuck, and it, it feels very much like a horror game when it starts off, but after a while, you get way more powerful, and it feels better. But uh-huh. I, I wonder if that's why it was possibly, like, divisive at the time. of Because, kind of, I mean, Doom was never really rooted in strong horror, right? With 1 and 2, it was more just, you know, fun FPS game, right? Kind of similar to the, the 2016 and most yeah, I think Doom Eternal. For- my yeah. understanding as a as a younger person, it was kind of scary imagery because you're like you know, like not a lot of scary scary games were super prominent, but that one was like, oh, you're fighting demons and they're spooky looking, and I think there are maps that were scary that'd be like, oh, you're in the dark and you're going around corners, but I think yeah, there was a lot more action to it, especially as time went on. Oh yeah, especially with the early Dooms. Uh, Doom three is it's very. I mean, you have lots of places, lots of zombies that come out of nowhere. You have lots of weird shit happening to you that. I think did a very good job of got that, on edge. that moody lighting yeah. <laughs> made possible by the unbelievable power of the, Xbox. the original Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the flash art real quick. It reminds me of like one of the first mods I remember for video games is just called the duct tape mod where you could duct tape the flashlight to the yes, pistol. I yeah. do remember that. That's <laughs> a, yeah, I remember. Wow. That's that's a weird memory to get back. Cause yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, my number seven is the most recent game, I think, on my list. This is Vampire Survivors. Oh, you guys, you got to know this one. It's kind of blowing up right now. Yeah, it really is. Oh, yep. Uh, yeah, I spent <laughs> some time with this one. So this one is what people have affectionately started calling a reverse bullet hell because you are the one that's sending out the wave of, of death in all directions. <laughs> so you basically play as a character that... I guess each character has their own starting weapon and you kill enemies and they drop crystals. They give you experience and you level up. And every time you level up, you can add another weapon or you can upgrade them or you get a passive item. And by the end of the 30 minute runtime per stage, you're just like raining death in 360 degrees around you. Like I've sent Mike a couple of videos where it's just yeah. pure insanity by the 30 minute mark. I need to check this game out. People love it. It's also a cheap game, too, I think. Yeah, it's three bucks. It's also Game Pass PC, and it's also uh-huh. just about to get, I think, a 1.0 release. Uh-huh. It's going to update a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely be there for the 1.0. I should, I should pick it up. They've uh, been adding stuff to it constantly. Like, every couple of weeks, they're adding more weapons and enemies and stages and crap. Yeah, I definitely spent... There was, like, a good two weeks that I was just playing this game a lot. I, you know, I put in my time, and <laughs> oh, I was yeah. content with it. 
as a fun note about this too, I don't know if anyone's been on mobile game scene. There is so many bad, awful clones of this. Oh thing yeah, now it's blown up a lot. It's also <laughs> funny because actually this. Vampire is a, actually kind of a clone of a mobile game that was not super popular. They're very similar in like almost one to one in a lot of ways, minus just the huh. art and the theme is very different. And it kind of makes me sad because I've played that. My friend told me about it. I looked up. It's really fun. I think Vampire is just a little more um, fine tuned to be more like enjoyable than the original. But I can't remember the name of it. I don't have my phone on me. But yeah, it's it's totally fun. And I think that... for the price, you are getting a good time mm-hmm. if you like it. You know, if you want, buy it on Steam. If you don't like it, return it. If you have Game Pass, <laughs> boom, go try it there. You know, that Castlevania coat of paint really helps too, because a lot of it oh. is just like straight ripped out of Castlevania. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that, yep, that tracks. I mean, what are, yeah, what are your optional starting weapons? Or like one of the main starting characters is just Whip. It's like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, yep. I want to wear a. The, the first starting character is basically just a Belmont. <laughs> and you're fighting zombies and ecto- basically sprites ripped from Symphony of the Night. It's amazing. Okay, you have my attention now. <laughs> This is the best podcast game, Mike. Okay. I can do right. the podcast games. <laughs> uh, we are up to stars number six, I believe. Mine is an interesting one, probably, and it's not one entirely many people get to know or probably experience because it is called Duck Season, and it is a VR exclusive game. <laughs> I really wanted I to put a VR game on here, and I spent some time, because I have a Vive, and I've done a lot of stuff, but I, I actually even played Duck Season, but I've watched a lot of game th- playthroughs of it. It's not a super long experience. It's also kind of a spoiler. It's, a, it's another one of these like, oh, if you don't know what it is going in. Because <laughs> it opens, it's just you're a kid in like an 80s scenario in front of a tube TV playing Duck Hunt. Wink, not Duck Hunt. Duck season. <laughs> um, but you get to go like, you know, because you're playing VR, it sucks you into the game. Uh, I don't remember if it's actually in-game is what's happening, but you know, you're in and you're like in this like, you know, computer generated feel and you're shooting the ducks in VR. And it's really cool. And it starts off this full thing. But then it takes a longer turn and it starts like getting scarier on the outside world. And you're and again, you're in the mindset. It literally sets this amazing scene of you are a kid hanging out, playing Duck Hunt on a fun little like Friday night. Your mom's in the kitchen behind you making dinner or like, oh, let's get a pizza. And you're like, oh, and then it starts getting spooky and shit starts getting weird. And you're like, (laughs) did I just see the dog in the window? No, that can't be it. Let me go just play another round. And yeah. And so it does some really interesting stuff. And I think it's only like a few hours long. Okay. This company went on to make a follow-up game called Boneworks, and that is a much more lengthy, well-known VR game. But, like, this was the first thing they did. It's kind of just, like, a smaller thing. And I think out of a lot of, again, I looked at a lot of different horror games that are on VR, and there's a lot of, like, ones that are interesting or good in different ways. But I think this one is a great example of, like, really fun gun mechanics, really fun unknown spooky horror thing that comes up and it just it's, it's so good i love it so much and i've never i don't think i've played a minute of it <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping you're gonna tell me that the sequel is called rabbit season i was gonna be very happy rabbit wow. season I, <laughs> but i it, it gets really scary like it's really terrifying because it's just it's you know some people even today uh, from what i've heard think that dog is kind of a either annoying as hell or b kind of like spooky like the laugh it does mm-hmm. and so it kind of just takes that and runs with it and it's like hey what if, he, <laughs> what if he's just real creepy what, what's he doing with those ducks where are they going this, this is like, the biggest well. crime to smash brothers is they change the ducks or the the dog's laugh oh yeah yeah so i remember it's, that good this gave him the, the mudly <laughs> yeah so i again if you, hey, if you have a, head, a Vive headset, go play it. There you go. For the yep. one person who hopefully listens to this. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, Lucas, your number six. My number six is Inside. 
I really struggled between whether I wanted to go with Limbo or Inside. I think Inside is definitely the better game, and actually, after replaying it fairly recently, I do think it's scarier than Limbo. Like, there is something, again, big atmosphere person, there is something so unsettling about that game just the entire time you go through it. It also has my favorite, or at sometimes least favorite, the scariest thing to me, (laughs) it'll always be girls with, you know, the long black hair over their Mm -hmm. face. Blame that on the ring. Scarred me as a child. (laughs) Scared me ever since. It's the reason I like didn't like horror until I was kind of getting into my upper mid teens. And it, it just does it all so well. And it constantly has you just kind of clinched, just waiting to see like what, like, okay, like that looks kind of off. Like what's going on in the back background right there. Okay. Now I'm in this area. Okay. Why is this thing chasing me? And then it, continues to build on that until an insane finale that I'm sure many people have heard about or yeah. seen or had somebody tell them Whoa. about it. What's this again? Inside. Inside. Okay. It, it's, it's fantastic. If you haven't ever played it there, there's no excuse. Like go, oh, I have. go play that. I didn't like it, but I have played it. <laughs> I played a lot of limbo and I think I know, I know I spent some time with inside. I didn't think it was that creepy. And I like, I thought there was the same thing. I was like, there's vibes. Like, is there something creepy going on? Oh, it's creepy. <laughs> I, I've never, I always kind of wait. I was like, maybe I'll hold off. And I was like, oh, I'll watch it. I just clicked to the end and Rise, you're talking about something spooky happens. It's happening. I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, kind of where I landed. Like, it's weird as fuck. fuck is happening? If yeah. you don't have that spoiled for you, it is one of the most insane things. Oh, yeah. That just happens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't spoiled <laughs> for me. Uh, as someone uh-huh. who thought, I wish I didn't know this. Take it from good old Luke. Go do that. Cause it's weird as hell, and it's, it's giving me real weird. Whoa, I love it, and it's it's oh, I'm gonna stop. But I don't uh, think the whole experience hinges on just that finale. No, though. like e- even though that is great, like like I said, there's moments in between, in particular, like the the section that I'm talking or was referring to, as far as like having a kind of that creepy girl with the long hair who is is kind of following you around, and like your puzzles kind of start to revolve around her, similar how they did with the spider in Limbo. And it's just a thousand times creepier to me than the spider was. And I hate spiders. Yeah. And I, I think that is a like, again, I struggled with picking like the spider did scare me in limbo, but there was something about inside, like getting to that, that section. And I was like, there's a fucking little girl and she's fault. Like, this is not, this is not what I signed up for. I remember any of this. Limbo's aesthetic is really cool, but I think it kind of works against it in a horror aspect because it kind of comes off as cartoony. It was just nothing but black and white. This right. little splashes of color and inside really do it a lot of favors. I I totally see that, but for me, Limbo just still holds it out my heart. Like I know oh, I haven't man, fully great. played this all the way through, but I think Limbo. Like I think for me, I think the the way they counter that a little bit is I was almost sorry with the lack of atmosphere because like I remember there being so little music and then just the sound of like a spider claw just like. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God, that, get away. And so, that's another sound design. Unbelievable mm, in both yep. games. Yeah, 100 ah, percent. Either believe solid. I did not think to put Limbo on my list. I absolutely would have. I it's in my <laughs> honorable mentions. I definitely thought about it, but I was like, I just I don't know. It's been too long. And looking at it, I was like, I just love it in a way that's not about horror. Am like, I the yeah. only person that dislikes that game in general? Because I hate both of them. I, <laughs> you hate both of them? Yeah, I don't like either. Of them. I think they're garbage. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> I got no reason. I mean, I just know I played both of them. I did not enjoy either of them when I played them, and they That's bothered fair. me a lot. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I also platformers. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> the, me- the mechanics sometimes being annoying. I will hundred percent give it that. Where you're like, oh, I know what I need to do, and it's taking me longer than I'd like to do it because I'm trying to get this jump down. So, <laughs> oh man, that was braid. Like even with the time oh. rewinding, like like get the line up the jump, get hit the thing. God damn it, just do it, <laughs> do the thing. That game was not good. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll have to talk about that. Another I time. played it once. I beat it. I got a bunch of achievements, but I don't remember. I I don't have good memories of it. But maybe I, I. It's been a long time. I really like that game, but one of the last puzzles, like always, is kind of me throwing myself at the wall until I finally get it. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here yep, to talk no, about. We're not here to talk about Braid. <laughs> here to talk about Mike's number six. Condemned Criminal Origins. Yes. I have not played it in years. It has been on the list to put on the show multiple times, and I keep taking it off for different reasons. Because things, but I remember really liking it. And I, it's a first-person shooter where you trying to make your you're, you're being framed for a murder you didn't commit, and it's a very brutal first-person game with lots of melee weapons. And I remember just being really good. It's a really strong mannequin. Sim. I haven't played yes, it in a long mannequin time. Sim. I was going to say that too. <laughs> yeah, what about it? The mannequin scene. If you don't like mannequins, there's a real yep. good scene in that game. <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember that. I, I just, I, it's been, I have it on PC because it's also on Steam. But the second one's not on Steam for some reason. Oh, second weird. one's also good. Yeah, I don't remember. I beat both of them. I don't remember anything about the second one at all. And I vaguely remember the first one. I just know that I want to replay them again one day for the show. I would recommend it. I, I yeah, it's on I'm my honorable mention list. Pretty short game. I think that's like the one knock I have against it. And the melee combat at the time is, it, I think it's fine. I, I worry about trying to go back to it with as heavy of a focus as it has too, on melee. Too bad. And when you say short game, I get happy. But that's because I play. <laughs> yeah, it's games. not really a knock a against a like yes, more. It's sometimes. just one of those things like it, it got a sequel, so I can't complain too much about it being short. Uh, but it's yeah, also man, early it's, 360. I remember yeah. right. Yeah, it was one I think like the first. I want to say ten or fifty games that came out for the Xbox. It, it, yeah, it was really early one. It's also made by Monolith, same people that made Fear. That's such an interesting, like weird difference. Like I, you say it and I see it, but I would never have made that connection before you said it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know until I Wikipedia told me. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's all. We're up to my number six star. Are you ready to talk about Dead Rising again? <laughs> I. God, I want to talk about it all the time, Art. and every time I'm on here, I bring it up, and I want Mike to play it. Please, God, play it. talk about it. I tried it. to get Mike to play it before. He wouldn't go for oh, it. But... I've, I've invited Mike. I'm like, listen, we I'll are... go play it, and you go watch. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I want to specifically talk about Dead Rising 2. <laughs> that is the second best Dead Rising. <laughs> I'll give it's, you that. It's a real good one. It's the first one that introduced the combo weapons. and Oh. What was that sound? That's why you like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I forgot it had combo weapons. I'm like, oh, there we go. It's, yeah, it's, I think that was one of the things they added that was really fun in theory. But I don't know. The difference between the physics engines of those two games, it's just night and day for me. I don't like yeah. two's physics engines. So even though the combos are really cool. But anyway, sorry. You go. Talk about why two is a good horror game. I, and, I, I'll never shut up. Oh, I'm not going to talk about why any of my games are good horror games. <laughs> but it's a good game that has horror <laughs> elements to it. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I, so why two over one? Because I think that's a really interesting crafting. Well, yeah, crafting's part of it. One has its jank to it. I feel 100%. like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Just the movement alone in two feels a lot smoother, and God. I find myself getting attacked less. 
That's so wild. It's the exact opposite for me. Uh, really? Wow. <laughs> I think I've, I, so I, here's the thing I think that's weird about one. And this is such a, this is probably the smallest niche of gaming that I belong to. That it's like a Dead Rising one stand. It's probably one of my top three games of all time. Oh, I wow. Okay. Today. I mean, it's great. I think I've played it so much that I know how to maneuver through crowds and like the paths of certain areas. Oh, yeah. In certain maps, zombies won't spawn in certain areas. Like it's very hard to tell, but it's like, oh, yeah, they're more centralized. And in the Alfresco Plaza, if you stick to the left, <laughs> there won't be as prominent. <laughs> or there's this one workout room that they can't break the glass. So if you need a break, cut right, clear the zombies, move yep. it. And it's, I literally can see it in my head. I've played Run, it so much. Running all the treadmills to get pee pee, and they just kind of stare at you as you're <sighs> running on them. But two, I just feel so clunky. They're like, especially like fighting psychopaths, which was a big part of one that I still love. I had such a hard time. Like, I know what I want to do, but just getting it to do it. And I think Frank also gets speed movements. And I think Chuck gets them too. But yeah. I think one, it helps a lot for how much faster you move at level 50 rather than one. But and there's, two, uh, I don't know. There's almost too much emphasis on the combo weapons. It kind of gives you less incentive to use the normal items that you find laying around. I don't think we really talked about it, but. For those who don't know, Dead Rising's big claim to fame was pretty much anything you see laying around, you can pick up and use that as a weapon, like sandwich boards and two by fours and anything. Milk yeah. jugs. <laughs> oh, and I think it kind of went. Mega Man away. Buster. Pie. Yeah, well. that's, that's, so there's the thing. You take a pie in Dead Rising 1, you throw it in a zombie's face and he's blind. And then you can take a picture of it and it gives you comedy points. This is a genius. It's no other game. Uh, but yeah, I think also <laughs> removing the camera thing was interesting. Because it yeah. was such a central point of one that was really strong for what it was. It was a very side element. Like, I've after you've played enough and you don't need experience, there's no reason to do it except for, like, quests. But, mm -hmm. like, to take it out and then have two, I don't think two really supplemented that. I think it was maybe, in a way, a smart, good choice, but... They immediately backpedaled it with Off the Record, which was Dead Rising 2, but you play as Frank, so all that stuff's back in anyway. Yeah. Two, oh, yeah. Oh, off the Record. One, I, I think that's their really big difference between one and two for me. That I really want to point out and why I think I just love one. One, the protagonist is a regular Joe who occasionally has a, a clever line. He's a, <laughs> he's a regular guy in a weird situation. Deals he's covered wars, you know. Damn it, exactly. you beat me to it. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I, exactly. And, and that's the thing. When he says it in the first one, he says it completely seriously. And it's the most ridiculous shit. Like, <laughs> just said this about if someone asked him, you can use a gun. But in two and onward, they got so ham fisted with it. And Chuck has this attitude of like, let me say the cheesy line. Like, oh, smoke that guy. And I'm like, God damn it, Chuck. No, it's not fun or cool anymore. It's cool. And Frank says it because he's like an idiot. And he, he's like, did you mean to say that? Are you yes. funny? I don't get what's happening. Mm. It's Frank. Frank's in four, right? Yeah, Frank's in uh, four. Yes. Uh, but okay. he's not really Frank anymore. A, different voice actor, which was a big shift. And B, his personality is completely different. Okay, and I know three somebody else, right? Yeah, yeah three. I don't even remember his name. We don't talk about three in these parts. <laughs> I will say, in favor of Dead Rising 1, they did have to put a sticker on the Xbox 360 case saying that this game is not in any way related to Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is still hilarious to me all right so one you spray a zombie with a fire extinguisher and it covers them in the powder stuff two you spray a zombie with a fire extinguisher and it freezes them and you can shatter it point two yeah yeah, I that's, think, that's good I think both are solid and different reasons. I will fight. <laughs> I'm not. I, I. We can't. I will. I will have a private episode of you discussing Dead Rising one and two and off the record for what it's. So like. I'm going to divert you then, and you're going to tell us your number five. 
Thank you. I need I need something to think about. <laughs> hey, it's Bioshock. We've been here before. Hey. Except I haven't played it in a long time, so it doesn't stick out as well. So I feel like I'm less You should. Involved. It's real good. So all those things Lucas said earlier, just again now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'll see if I can. <laughs> I don't even remember what Lucas said. It's been so long my memory's off. I'll see what I summon up. It helps. Uh, uh, um, w- would you kindly? Uh, yeah. There you <laughs> go. Um, I, I think that's it. And we're getting this thing that you've said a lot, Michael, is that I, a lot of my top five are not really traditionally horror games. They're really strong games that have really good horror moments or things that I think make yeah, it like really that's good. That's fine. Games. That's yeah. why this, this wasn't survival horror because oh, me God, and Mike yeah. only have like two games then. Yeah. I could fill a list, but I wouldn't have a whole lot to say about them. <laughs> and I think Bioshock is just, it's, I think it's probably one of the strongest games on the Xbox 360. And this, it spawned such a massive series. But for the, what it was is the first game in terms of like, oh, it has no footing. It has no foot to stand on when you walk in. Is it a good game? And it was so good. And I just, I think it's, apparently today it still holds up is what I'm hearing. And it makes people play it. I played I it. Twice. This was two, wasn't it? Circus of Values. Was that one? <laughs> That's one. That's one. Oh, okay, good. I might be in two another. also. I can't remember. Yeah, There's probably. another point for one of why one's better, or at least really good. Circus. That's all. That's what really stuck in my brain all these <laughs> I think me and my friends used to just say that to each other in high school, like regular kids who have no concept. Just, oh, there's a group of kids. What are they talking about? All you hear is three kids going, Circus of Values. You're like, all right, I'm not talking <laughs> to those kids. I don't know what's going on in there. Weirdos. But yeah, no, I I just remember, and I mean the story's so good. Like as you brought up as a joke, but yeah, a man chooses a slave obeys, and it's such a good story. It's oh. real good. All right, uh, so I, nice how they they kept that story good. They didn't go into stupid racism and all sorts of other stuff. But hey, I'm so glad. <sighs> Lucas, what's your number five for uh, <laughs> hit, hit Mike through the internet? <laughs> yeah, for my number five, we're going to Bright Falls because oh yeah, Alan Wake is really good. And I haven't played it in a while. I definitely intend on, if not replaying it for this Halloween, I will be playing through it pretty soon, like in the next coming months, to get prepped for Alan Wake 2. Oh, yeah. But just just solid. Like, I I really like the blend of kind of the, the camp and really leaning into the, oh, this writer coming to the town, like... Oh, he's yeah. reading his pages. This stuff is happening. Like all of that is is a lot of fun to me, and I think they obviously, you know, expanding on it with control. Like th- those writers know what they're doing whenever it comes to kind of that kind of slightly off kilter world. And then the actual horror elements, as far as like the stuff at night, is is really cool. I think and effective. I think the flashlight mechanic is super interesting and kind of unique. Um, and then there's some solid, just straight up horror set pieces in there that I think they do really well. Like the the lodge comes to mind. I think that's great. Oh, it um, is. And just where the story goes in general, the cliffhanger that it ends on, it's all super well done. I can't wait to revisit it and then play the sequel. Oh man, this, the, the more you talked about, it, the more like, oh man, I need to replay that again. Same yeah, we're, we're all just children of the Elder Gods. Okay. And it got a remaster too. Like I, I'm excited to to check it out again. I think that's a really big reason I want to play it. And I'm sad because I played Control recently and I couldn't love it. And I really wanted to. I think it's a good game and I think it does everything that does great. But I was just thinking of, man, I want to play Alan Wake. And that's what uh-huh. I'm trying to get at here. So I'm really happy they're doing this. Yeah, I'm glad there's a sequel coming because the ending of this game didn't make any damn sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that's the other thing. I recently tried playing American Nightmare and it's so weird and like not alan wake it is alan wake but it's not and i was like i can't do this either i just need to go play alan wake that's what it is i've never touched any of the dlc it's, 
I haven't either. You're not missing anything with yeah. the two DLCs or Alan Wake, the signal and the light. I think they they're kind of cool, but they don't add. They don't they don't wrap up the story. Unfortunately, they're worth playing if you got them for free. And then the American Nightmare, I think, was all right. Played it once. Yeah, yeah it's definitely different. It was it, when it came out for it was a Xbox Live Marketplace exclusive uh-huh. game, so it was that big of like, yeah, it's kind of the same thing, but it's different, but not enough to make its own game. That was the cool thing to do back then, because speaking of yep. Dead Rising 2, we got Case Zero. I will argue that might be the second best Dead Rising game. I may change my answer to that, and then Dead Rising 2. I had to fire that off. I haven't played that probably since 2 it's, came out. It's very almost, short. It's almost Easy impossible. 200 points. It's very hard to do <laughs> today, sadly. Like, I think, when because they basically did remasters. I'm sorry, we shouldn't go back to that. Right? They did remasters, like, everything <laughs> except that, so it's really hard to access. That makes me upset. Anyway. Alan Wake, great game. I love <laughs> it. okay. I'm just listening to Children game. of the Elder Gods when you talk, I, so. I 100%. Oh, I love it. Stop listening. Tell us your number five. My number five, which just got changed because I apparently (laughs) can't count and didn't have Alan Wake on my schedule. Uh, It's not now, but my number five is Bloodborne, a game that is really damn good. Mm -hmm. I came into it with no expectations when I first played it. God, I want to say the year before I started the podcast or the (laughs) before I started the podcast. And that game is fantastic. It's it's so fucking creepy. It's so damn hard in a way that like, but you really feel something as you learn to play Bloodborne. And I highly recommend it to anybody. I mean, it's too bad it's locked on the PS4 because, you know, it, it should be everywhere. They're they're going to announce that remaster any day now. I, hope so. I really hope they do. And a Bloodborne. Oh, it would make them so much money. There was, I, mean, I forget. It's a so. great game. And it's so different in the Dark Souls series. Like the other one, because it's, you don't have a shield. There's no blocking. You roll and you smack, and that's it. You have <laughs> that to. Is, there's a shield that does nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very aggressive. It's and literally it, just to tell you, fuck you. There's no guns. <laughs> there's only guns. I, but it's such a creepy game. It's so good. And the things I love about the From Software games, like Dark Souls and this, you can level up. So if you suck, like me, I can just go farm enemies for hours and then all of a sudden go and beat a boss like they're nothing after a while. There was a recent article title that just came out October 3rd. It says rumored Horizon Zero Dawn remaster reports have uh. Bloodborne fans fuming. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it, again, it made me laugh a that's lot. That's an I'm amazing like, headline. It's on PC now. Like it didn't need to be fucking Sony. Like just. Yeah, but no, it's it's incredibly wild. That I I mean, here's the thing. I think Bloodborne doesn't need a remake. It just needs to be re-released. Put yeah, it on PC. I think any version of that would be. Put it on, I mean, I get it. You don't want it on Xbox. Just put it on PC. I mean, they did do it. I think it's going to be the same thing like they did with Dark Souls, or Demon Souls, excuse me, where everyone for years is like, why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing this? And then they're like, oh, no, PS5 out. Oh, uh, have Demon Souls finally. Well, Demon Souls <laughs> was a PS3 game that didn't do well. That makes more sense to remake it. But what I'm saying is it's this thing of they make you wait, and everyone wants it and demands it long enough. Yeah. I think Bloodborne will happen. It's just a question of when. Because, God, if they don't, it'd be wild. They were like, oh, shit, we've only got two exclusives for the PS5. Uh, uh, remake that one game everyone <laughs> That's wants. really damn good. I mean, I... I recommend I want to play it again, but I can't play it for this podcast. Unless I, yeah. So I will say <laughs> something that Star mentioned earlier, like about how, you know, it really feels like it, the indie space is the only way that developers are willing to kind of hold their cards and not show everything whenever they're advertising. But to me, like that's why Bloodborne was so effective with its kind of horror elements or its Lovecraftian elements of like, none of that stuff was talked about before the game came out. Like, it was literally, hey, this is new new game by the Dark Souls people. Mm-hmm. Like, it, they were very showing off, like, the Victorian kind of yeah. era and town. And just didn't complete, refused to mention 
the kind of twist and turn that starts to go on as you get through the world and it continues to get more and more cosmic and grotesque Uh and stuff like that. And it's so effective of how they, they do such a good job of like hiding that off in the first kind of couple of areas. And it completely just continues to one up itself as the game goes on, (laughs) whether it's like the actual areas that you're in, like just the environments get more creepy, but then the bosses get bigger and more disgusting and grotesque. Like it's so good. I think that mechanic, I think that's just a great overall. What sucks, I think the downside to it is that there is a mechanic in it, and I don't remember how it activates, but if you get more insanity, something, it starts, then you see that stuff more, certain enemies. Yeah, your insight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's totally missable, and that's Mm -hmm. something then that I think is a fun thing to learn. Well, that's from software. That's like, any from software game I play, I play it the wrong way, as people would say. I watch videos and videos. Like, when I played Dark Souls 1, 2, and Bloodborne, I got obsessed with them. Where I would, anywhere I went, I'm sitting there watching videos. I was in the bathroom at work watching Dark Souls videos. Like, everything I did for that, like, two months was Dark Souls. It's well, just, that, that's how that's I get my point. Games. You mentioned it earlier that the Demon Souls didn't do super great. But that mechanic is very prominent in that game. And it's totally missable. Yeah, and I you, think that's something that's really hard and even we talked about triple a's doing this spoiler for a sony exclusive that i haven't played yet but apparently horizon the new horizons Zero dawn did this to some extent but it got pretty mediocre reviews and not a lot of attention but apparently there's something in that game that totally gets wild at a certain point and now it's like knowing that i want to play it but it sucks when there's this element and it's like how much do i show you and tell you one is the studio who's producing it and two is your friend who wants to sell you on this game and it's so hard well when they remake it next year, they'll make that more prominent. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So, All right. My number five, uh, we are halfway through this list, so I'm going to throw a curveball, uh, is The Darkness 2 and Carrion. Carrion, Carrion. Is that that Metroidvania-type game? Yes. So these are both games where you play as the bad guy, and it's kind of like a reverse horror game where you have all the power. Cause do you, hold on. Do you have two games here? I'm I do. Yeah. Oh, what? Uh, these are my lists, so I can do whatever I want. Okay. Star will remember this. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I always have to break my own rules when I make these stupid things. I was so meticulous and careful. I was like, oh, am I doing this right? You're oh, yeah. Like, oh, you're, yeah I, heard about, doing it wrong. I heard about Carrion, but I it looks... I, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I derailed you. I was just confused. I'm like, I want to <laughs> yeah. clarify, because I'm sure someone's like, wait, is this one or two games? Anyway, continue. These are two different games that they kind of imbibe the same thing that I was going for. Here are you playing as the the person with all the power, because in Their Darkness 2, you're Jackie Estacado possessed by the titular darkness, and he kind of sprouts these tentacles out of his shoulders, and you can use them to, say, tear a guy in half from the torso, or rip a car door off and throw it like a Frisbee, or, uh, God, just any number of things. And then, I, I want that game remastered. I oh my god, it's so much fun. Together. I've actually, I only played The Darkness 1, and I loved it for what it was. Oh, it's, I, Darkness I, 1 I, is good. I it is never... very good. 2 is totally different. It is, is way there, more action-y. Like a, like a, a rights issue or something with the 2? I can't remember. I think it's based on a comic, so probably. It is based on a comic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Carrion, seems... you play as like a symbiote alien, and you're lashing out at scientists and ripping them in half and eating them to get bigger, and they're they're... Such fun power trips. <laughs> I play, I played a little bit of Carrion. It's very fun and different and 
art-wise very gross and kind of yeah. like Scorn that's coming out. Kind of if you kind of think of that, but very different gameplay. Uh, oh, and sound design is just disgusting. The way it like crunches the bodies and stuff. Ooh. My biggest uh, <laughs> knock against is all the areas look pretty identical and it can be hard to navigate like yep. control. <laughs> and you can't you can only buy Darkness 2 on Steam. Darkness 1 is not on Steam. Oh, yeah. I mean, Darkness 1 is definitely good. But man, if you, like you want to power, I have more fond memories of two. Yeah. yeah, I think Darkness 1 is good for the era and cringy. I, I remember there's an achievement where you have to sit with your girlfriend in a movie for uh-huh. five minutes. And yep. I'm like, until she know. falls asleep. Yeah, I think two is a little more on the nose and aware of itself. I think one was like, oh, I'm so edgy and dark. And I'm like, all right, calm down. <laughs> I think back then it was younger me. I was like, oh, he's so cool. Now I'd be like, all right, all right, I get it. Shadow the Hedgehog. I don't know, calm <laughs> down. A one, you've got to like take the metro to get from place to place. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, you go to like this weird hellscape and fight these World War II zombies and shit. It's they're World War One zombies. And two, you <laughs> also had like a minion, didn't you? Like a oh yeah, the, yeah. I would kind of put that as a knock against it because you got to have the comic relief character. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just I think two from what I barely remember what I'm looking at. It kind of just really went. It went a different direction and really went steered oh, big hard time. with it. You could do these like finishers where you shove a tentacle down a dude's mouth and it's called lag. Like, execution or something they're all stupid names it's great i love it the art also has cell shading i think a little bit oh yeah yeah a little bit did not have it definitely seems a lot more like fun and colorful than one one definitely is the like do you remember the side mission and one where this guy would throw three coins down onto the train tracks and you have to go get them before the train comes what (laughs) it's real dumb something about it i don't remember what but it was there oh Uh, god anyway that's that's me there's breaking the rules. Of, there's a lot of Xbox 360s era stuff in here. That's yeah, interesting. Anyway. Good stuff. We're not done yet. <laughs> All right, Star Wars your number four. I'm, I was curious. It's not. Oh, it's not my most modern, but it's one of my most favorite and rare in a way. It's PT. It's not <laughs> technically Silent Hills. Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> uh, I love PT. It was one of the scariest things, and it was. A beautiful love child that never got to be born, and it makes me my heart hurt. But fuck, it's creepy, and it's real fun. Like, fun, I, I guess it's relative. I think as a game, maybe it's not good, but as a demo, that makes you go, what the fuck is going on here? I want to know more. I want to get through this to figure out, like, what's going on. And the, the a secret launch that came out of nowhere, I think PT is just solid in a lot of ways. <laughs> it is very walking sim, but hey. Is there any way to play it other than just finding an old PS4? They just actually, uh, they did this weird thing where they updated it. There's a lot of ways to load it on uh-huh. a, a PlayStation. They did, I just heard about this. There's something now, there's a way you can play it on a PS5, actually. Um, <laughs> Even if you never had it before? You, you can't, like, go to the store and download it. But what you have to do is, like, get it on a flash drive, put it right into your console, like, the data, and, like, do something to get it to launch. Uh-huh. Um, it was a weird update that, like, I just read the article. I vaguely, I don't even think I read it, but I was like, oh, that's neat. PT on PS5. Woohoo. There are ways to do it that aren't as complicated as it would seem, especially if you have a PS4. Um, But my PS4 actually does still have it. It's one of the few reasons I still have a PS4. I think someone else said that in Discord, too. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yep, I still have it on my PS4, and I play through it every Halloween. It's really good. Yep. I, yeah. I actually, I don't think I ever could beat it because I got to the hallway scene, and it was back when it first came out. And that was the thing, too. It was so, like, once, you know, the cat was out of the bag, what it was for, it was very much like, 
well, what else is in this demo? And then there was like a few secret things and people trying to dig as much as they could out of it. But it really, you know, wasn't that deep. But I think there was, I think the culture around it coming out and the culture that it, ours, it exists in today as still being a talking point, I think really speaks a lot for why it was so, you know, cool uh-huh. back then. Hashtag fuck Konami. Yep. Also, uh, yeah. a good time to say hashtag fuck Konami. Anything yeah. that makes me get to say that, that's a positive. I love how the demo plays with uh, perception. Like, that's, I don't know, I think that's such an interesting idea horror-wise. And there's something about, like, being stuck in that hallway. But <sighs> noticing that this sometimes small changes, sometimes big changes. Like, it really does a good job of keeping you on your toes in it. It sucks that it's so difficult for people to to experience it. Yeah. Whenever I hear people talk about this, I always think of seeing someone round that corner and that big dude standing there and be like, fucking nope. No. No thanks. I'm trying to remember. So PT came out in 2014. Demo for Resident Evil 7 came out in 2016. And I think that was another big thing that there was a lot of theories and ideas that Resident Evil got a lot of inspiration from the popularity of PT. And I think that's also really prominent. Especially oh, it's inspired so much oh, yeah, over yeah, the past yeah. few um, years. Yeah. So, like, I think, you know, even if Silent Hills never got to be, it may, it has helped Resident Evil be where it is today. And I think that's also really prominent that it's like, I, it's why I put it up so high. I just kept thinking all these points where I'm like, fuck, even though it's yeah. not technically a game and it is a Silent Hills game, I can't not put it on this list because it's also spooky as shit. Yeah, <laughs> so. definitely. I hope Konami saw Resident Evil 7 come out those two years later and how big it got. And there's like, fuck. They were too busy I don't be scared. They're too busy going, how do we make more of our market yeah. about gambling in Japan? Pachinko and Metal Gear survive, baby. That's that's our future. <laughs> fuck Konami. All right, we can move on. <laughs> All right, where are we at? Lucas is number four? Yes. Yeah, my number four is The Evil Within 2. Ooh. I really like this game. I think it's underrated and more people should revisit it. Part of what makes me put it above one is the kind of middle ground open world kind of take that it does with its design of not being a completely open world game, but it does have you in an open hub area before you go into more linear sections. And some of the side quests in that hub are just so strong. Um, In particular, there's one that stands out to me of you, you basically have a device that is giving you signals to where you can explore different points. And whenever these signals pop up, there's usually something going on around it that kind of like hints towards what you're going to be getting yourself into. But there's one specifically that starts out as a call from a woman. And again, going back to to the the spooky women with the long hair, you know, it's, it's got to be in there. And it, it does it super well. It's very effective, like following that signal. It plays with you a little bit. You think it's a certain character that you already know, but then it transforms into another woman's voice. And then it just continues to get creepier and creepier as you go in there. It's a big highlight of that game for me. And then the other side quests are just as strong. And a lot of the main story beats I really like. It's It's a huge improvement over one, in my opinion. And I think more people okay. should play it. I never played either. One was almost on this podcast a couple times, but my co-host 
then put other weird shit on that I never played. <laughs> but at the time, one of my previous co-hosts and I, I always wanted to, I want to play the series one day. I keep telling myself I'm going to touch them, but I bought that. both of them have not touched either one of them. I have touched I don't think you should. a little bit, but not a lot. <laughs> and I would like to Mark. I just, I don't know. They never grab me and it makes me sad because I've heard really cool things. I love sort of underground hits. <laughs> they look like Resident Evil 4. Yeah, I love Resident Evil yeah. 4. So you think it would click, but it just doesn't. It makes me sad. I think two. I think the in like the opening was really dragging on, where I was trying to like get wait to get ammo and weapons, and just wasn't given to me. And I was like, damn, this is really frustrating. But I think I remember just two is so milky. That's the marketing was milky. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the milk that, stuff yeah. is great. That still stuck with me even today, <laughs> and that makes me want to play two for that if nothing else. Like damn. Also visually play. great, like like two yeah. looks really good on on PS4 or Xbox One. And that one is also a good experience. I just have some issues with that first one that aren't they, they get addressed in the second one. In particular with the first one, there's a lot of sequences with instant death kills oh, okay. uh, that I'm not a fan of. And it can really kind of like drag your experience down whenever you are maybe in a boss fight that's more of like kind of your Resident Evil puzzle boss fight of instead of having to unload all your ammo into this creature, you know, like there's a gimmick to it. So those instant deaths really kind of drag it down along with some other minor quibbles that I have with it. But but they're both good games. Okay. Two is just better, and you should play it. <laughs> I do want to. Sometimes. Not anytime Mike, soon. Mike, what is your number four? My number four is Dead Space, the first one. The best one. The best one. Debatable. No, there's no not for me. There's I love <laughs> Dead Space, but for me the series goes from the the greatest to great to still fun so i don't want to play three I have but I, god I you, you should play three it's i, I, mean, I just want to sure. play it with that's the problem it's not bad i really enjoy one i love the atmosphere of the ishimura i love the fact that he don't talk which is perfect he don't say a word to you because he he's now <laughs> i know and i like the better i just didn't talk i don't like it when he starts talking I love the fact that Nicole's talking to you and, you know, Nicole's just fine. You know, she's just telling you things and trying to help you out. Fine. So weird. And, like, I I love all that. I love that game so much. I mean, we replayed it for the show two years ago, and it's just so much fun to me. It's one of those games that I loved it when it first came out. I've beaten it now three times, and I just, I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, that whole franchise is still fantastic. Like, I'm really excited for the remake. Oh, I'm going to play that that remake. I... It looks cool, but I just like I don't care as much, I guess. But then again, I mean, I won't play it for ten years probably. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that's what's interesting is that one is your favorite seems by a lot, but then the remake's not interesting. Can you elaborate a little bit? Because I'm really curious about it. It looks like the same game. Yeah, but isn't it prettier? Isn't that like enough? I don't need prettier when a horror game. I don't want it to look more realistic. I'm happy with looking <laughs> ugly. I want yeah, it to be ugly. Everyone's like, "Oh man, Callisto Protocol looks awesome." I'm looking at these gameplay snippets i'm like no yeah thanks. i can't wait yeah i'm i'm not a, like i don't the, i like my horror games to be like i actually lower settings on games on my pc a lot so it runs better but also in horror games i like it better because then it looks less it's more ugly and less yeah. scary i want to be able to look at something and not know what i'm looking at and it's great <laughs> yeah this is kind of what i mentioned earlier this is a weird thing about horror games uh we've talked to touch on a little bit it makes you more powerful and to me it's so much jump scare and i i just yeah. that's the thing is like i was so good like, ah, and then i would just get angry and want to like crush something and oh i i pieces i love how powerful you get in dead space one dead space one is also the game where i achievement got me to play the game with only one gun and now i have beaten the games <laughs> i went through the whole series and all i play is one gun and i can't stop yeah that so. plasma cutter's real good 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I just I love Dead Space 1. I, I, I enjoyed Dead Space 2 a lot, but Dead Space 1, the atmosphere, the feeling, the claustrophobic, it's just, it doesn't, you can't, it does, to me, it does not rival the game. But no, like, to answer your question more, I just don't care about the remake because I just don't, I don't care. I have the original game. Now, Dead Space 4, I'd be more excited for to continue the story. I just, <laughs> I don't care. Plus, I don't buy games when they first come out. I, I just can't. No, I I mean, I definitely agree with you. For me, it'd probably be one is the best. Two, as I'm remembering more of what that game does with the story, I'm like, and like Isaac, I'm already right. I'm like, yeah, Isaac is way more fun in one. I think two, they he gave the too character. Much. Yeah, the character they gave him and the romance and the like, let's go more into the lore of this world. I was like, I don't like a lot of this. I like one you, just be like, ah, spooky. You need Where's to learn that? about the marker star. I don't. And then it's going to make me poke <laughs> his eye. There's a true. Oh, yeah, there's I that. Appreciated. I hate eye stuff. <laughs> Oh, God, I hate that. Oh, that series has my favorite weapon in all the video games. Like I said in that episode two years ago, the Ripper is just amazing. Is that the, the saw blade gun? Yeah, the telekinetic yeah, suspended the saw blade. It's, it's so amazing. good. Yep. Good shit. All right. My number four is left for Dead 2. I'm yeah, that's the right choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, it has Left 4 Dead 1 in it. It's just. There's no reason to go back to one anymore. I think, in small nitpicks, I think it's the only thing that bothered me. Doesn't it make the guns spawning in one's maps different? Like, can't remember. I thought it does, and I, I have something. I wait, still think are, the, are the bad. Left 4 Dead 1 maps in Left 4 Dead 2? Yeah. Yes. And you yeah. still play as the survivors from one. I think, yeah, I think it also <laughs> adds, like, the melee weapons, and it's just, it's weird. I think one, I love one for his, but I totally think, yeah, if you're going to play any, play two. Don't play one. Yeah. Silly. Yeah, the 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 only thing I can think of that's really different is it kind of limits how often you can melee in two, whereas one, you can just spam it. Oh, but you, yeah. You don't have the actual melee weapons. You just have, like, the knockback. Yeah. But no, I think Left 4 Dead 2, it's, it was a game I also saw a lot in lists talking about Left 4 Dead. And I think it's an interesting thing, because, like, I think when I was a kid and playing it, it was so scary. And, you know, <laughs> even if you were playing with your friends, like somebody shoots a car, and you're like, God damn it. Jim. Oh, yeah. And then, you, and then the scream, but then the rush, there's that adrenaline and it pumps. You're like, oh, fuck. Even after it's happened the 40th time, me and my friends tried so hard to beat No Mercy on the hardest difficulty and we couldn't. Oh. And that's a different type of horror when you're like, oh, we're almost at the end of the level. All right. Nobody fuck up. Oh, shit. I <laughs> shot the car and we all died. We have to start over. God damn. You know. For people that don't know, Left 4 Dead's kind of dictated by this AI called the director. And it kind of decides that, oh, you're doing too well. Here's a horde of zombies. Let's like <laughs> the fuck up your day. Or here's a special infected. You got the hunters that jump on you, the boomers that explode, the spitters. And jockeys are new to two of their fucks or something. <laughs> I will say, right. I think this is Allie. Yeah. Uh, the witch. Yep. And that's oh, what I was going to say. I think two <laughs> has a stronger, stronger levels yeah. like design wise. Mm-hmm. And in particular, there is one where you are going to either a mill or something like yeah, that. Hard rain. Yes. And it starts oh, raining yeah. super hard to where like you can't see super far in front of you. You have to go through this cornfield and you just start hearing the cry of, the witches which is one of the best oh, enemy designs yeah, in a horror mill. game and hearing one of those is already scary enough <laughs> but then you realize oh this isn't like left for dead one where they just sit somewhere and you have to avoid them like they are walking through the rain uh-huh. just like crying and there's not just one of them there's like 12 of them <laughs> yeah that particular level the spawns way more than normal it is so freaking creepy and it, it's it's great also, I'll shout out because I had something that's neat. A little niche, especially now, but Left 4 Dead 2 modding is a wild, beautiful thing. 
when you turn a tank into Shrek and it's blasting All Star and you're fighting, Shrek, <laughs> it's hilarious. And or all the zombies are just uh, Star Wars clone troopers or Teletubbies. It's beautiful. There's so much yeah. there that you can jump into. Just or you're, oh of- hey, it's me, Hatsune Miku, and Dante from Devil May Cry, and we're on a <laughs> journey together. <laughs> It's like and Skyrim so, levels of random shit. Yeah, and I think that's totally something that is great about two. That it's yeah. just, I don't think it's worth one at all. And I've never played two. Back for Blood came out and it's poo poo. I didn't care for it at all. <laughs> God, I was so hyped. I want. I wanted to. Oh yeah, so big time. But it makes me sad. But you get cards in that. Yeah, here's more reasons to play more. It's like cool. If I loved it more, this would be great. <laughs> I played all night. Yeah. Uh, Left for Dead was one was almost on this show. Then I rewrote the schedule when people quit. Yeah. We're gonna do it someday. Oh, I I played. Never, I never played two, and I only played one. Been a very, very long time. That's one of those ones we'll have to play co-op together. Uh, start this with your number three. This is where my Silent Hill would be, Silent Hill two. But since it's not that, following the rules, hey, right? the that stipulation was only for me. No, I thought, I followed, it, made I thought it was for everybody. But I'm I, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. That's how I did it because we took them out. I was like, where would I put it? I would have put Silent Hill two here, but instead. I have Majora's Mask because that game nice. still makes me uncomfortable even today. There's something that moon face. Ooh, I don't like it. And also not the the remake. I don't like the remake as much. I think they. But yeah, the the imagery in that game is real creepy. And a lot of the like plots, a lot of the character faces, um, the scene anytime Link takes off a mask. Like, it's horrifying that, like, the stuff they came up Uh with, and then there's all this weird, and then there's a whole, the fourth zone, the last zone of the four, is, like, this land about being dead, and it's so weird, and it's, like, really dark, and, like, ain't, like, you know, for what it is, and a lot of, like, weird background plot that's going on, it's really just kind of spooky, and I, and... They give you an ability to, like, make statues of your version of yourself, and they all look creepy. And on top of all this, it spawned one of the most oldest, famous game creepy Mm -hmm. bosses, Ben Drowned. Ben Drowned. Yeah, (laughs) I think that is a really good symbol of, like, even all these years later when creepy bosses started becoming really prominent, someone's like, hey, I made a really good one about Majora's Mask, of all things, and it's just spooky. I love it. It's a great game, and it's great spoops, even when it's not, like, there's no way, I think, you know, it was ever advertised or people would often think, oh, it's a horror game, but no, it is fucking creepy. Yeah, it's a horror game. Yeah, yeah. The, the, these are the picks too. that I was looking forward to. It's just like left field stuff. It's like, oh man, I never even would have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think if the like, if you think of Ocarina of Time, the area of the town when you're an adult, like outside the castle and in the city, it's like that, but a lot more and little and more stretched out. Where it's like, yeah, certain areas aren't creepy, but man, there's so many. Like even just the boss of the swamp map. I don't know why, but there's something about the character they made as this like mass figure and the sound he makes and the way he moves. <laughs> oh, and Majora Majora, the boss fight. <laughs> I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. And the sounds he makes like, nah, 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 and I'm like, Oh God, stop. Die. <laughs> you weird little fucker. I don't like you. I didn't like it then. And I played it recently and I still don't like it. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. And I think that's great that it just does that. It's like a normal Zelda game, but everything's just a little off. Yep. Yep. And then, oh, all the fan theories. I love those, too. It's like, oh, Link's mm-hmm. actually dead. Or it's yep. accepting his death. And I'm like, the yeah, five stages of death or oh, whatever. Yeah. Yep. And I think that stuff's five really stages, Yeah, grief. I yeah. think it has a permanence and that, that Ocarina of Time doesn't have. And I think a lot of times when it's debated, like, which one's better, there's just all these little things about two. Also, mm-hmm. I love the mechanic of going back in time and doing things better. I Me, think it's too. Great. I, 
I uh, spoiler it comes up again on my list, but I think that's something that really sticks with me, and I love it. Ugh. Uh, fun games my mom found lore. If you go back and listen to this episode, you can hear Elena called Mike a bullshit Zelda game. Yes, episode 25 or 26. I can uh, never remember, but early? it's in there. Mike, you're hurting me. Oh, I didn't know. I did like <laughs> Majora's Mask before I played it for the show. That hurts in a different way. It's upsetting. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, yeah, it's great. Like, I don't know. It's so weird to me when people... A, compare them, and B, get mad that Majora's Mask like, exists, or it's like, oh, it's not as good as Ocarina. It's like, what What does it need to be? Damn, bro, chill. They made it in, like, six months. It's kind of a technical marvel. Yeah, I, it's also a really interesting choice with that. I mean, that's the reason why, realistically, but the fact that it's a story, they're like, we're going to reuse a lot of these models in completely different ways. And it's like, why? That's so weird. What's going on here? Um, Money. The, the intro yeah. of that game is also really weird in what it does. Like, that door you enter is never brought up again. Again, probably goes back to, like, a six-month crunch and not a lot of time, but it's weird that, like, you yeah, there's like place through a tunnel. I don't know. There's something weird about it. That's why those fan theories, I like them because there's a small part of me that thinks there's something there that is going on that we're never yeah. going to know. When in actuality, it's like, well, we need to get this somewhere outside of Hyrule, so uh, he goes in the door in a tree and... He's somewhere else now. But also the hallway spins. It's a 360 hallway. What's going on there? <laughs> Why'd you do that? Whatever. Oh, but yeah, the anytime Majora tumble. anytime Majora pops up in a different game, I'm so hype. I love Majora. Oh, yeah. I the was mask, so hoping he was gonna be in Smash. Me too. It was him, Shadow, and Waluigi. Those were my like dream <laughs> ones. And I'm like, these are never gonna happen, but if they nope. did, I'd cream. <laughs> Well, Luigi should have happened, but that's amazing. I, I, I had a, that was my ultimate dream was they were going to reveal Sora or whoever was that character and then be like, and just for fun, here's one more. And it's mm-hmm. Waluigi. That was my, uh, I dream. I'll be the next Smash Brothers we get. <laughs> yeah. And it won't be Sakurai and it'll be awful and then I'll cry. I'll be like, no. Oops all, oops all a Waluigi. It's just, he's every character. <laughs> <laughs> he's, but he's like Kirby. He's Waluigi, but he's dressed. <laughs> Same game. Man. Lucas, what is your number three? My number three is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that, that, that could have gone yes. anywhere. Exactly. I had to keep you on your toes. Wonderful options. Um, the reason I went with that one... Because it's great. It is great. And I think what's what's interesting to me about it is I, I really enjoyed 7 and the kind of new direction that they were going in with the first person. And then with... Two remake coming out, and I had never played the original two. I had only played, you know, four, four and up. You should play original two also. And there was something about going back to the third person perspective where I was like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this, like going back to this with how much I enjoyed seven. But holy cow, it's so good. Like visually, it looks incredible. And then just the way that it puts the tension on you, like it really leans into that survival aspect in a way that I, I love in horror games. And being stressed about ammo, the liquors are fucking terrifying. Uh, Mr. X is is great. I know some people get annoyed with that part of the game, but I, right I think it's super <laughs> effective and it it really keeps the adrenaline kind of on a constant, not knowing a, whenever he's going to pop up, but also B, whenever you're just going to start hearing his footsteps uh-huh. and realize that he's about to pop up, like, it's it's so good. Like, be fucking around the room and you can hear his footsteps and the next you just hear some like, doom, shit, doom shit, 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 that, Well, fuck, there's three doors in here. Which one do I want to take my chance? Oh, this was the wrong door. He's right there. <laughs> that game terrified the hell uh-huh. out of me when I played it for the show. And both me and Mike cheated and played with an infinite SMG. 
Infinite ammo SMG? Uh, I think I use the infinite knife, but I think I use normal guns. I don't know. Oh, I thought I could have. I mean, you can go listen to the video or the episode and find out. I don't remember, but I, I 100% I use the infinite ammo SMG, and that game still terrified me. It's really uh, good. Survival horror is so great for that. It's yeah, a the second you get it's a great game. All, like all the first, at least Silent Two and Silent Three. I don't remember Silent One, but Silent Two, Silent Three. It's like, oh, you have a chainsaw. Oh, you have an infinite gun. You have this mega pipe, and then it takes away a lot of the scary. But there's, it's still gross and awful yeah. in a way. But man, when you don't have those things, you're going through it like, please God, oh, I don't want to <laughs> run out. And then you reach the end. And of course, you have way too much. You're like, God yep. damn it, fuck. But yep. Yeah, this one in particular is definitely one of those ones where the good graphics work against it in my favor. Like that cop at the beginning that gets cut in half under the, the door or whatever, the shutter. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, this is going to be a long game. It, it really just sets the tone like super well. Like, I don't know why I was expecting it to be more campy, I guess, is what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It's not like. Like, maybe a little bit of that in there, but, like, it really takes itself seriously in the fact of, like, no, this is a scary game. Like, there will be scares. These zombies are going to look disgusting and creepy. Like, we're we're freaking good. We got the budget. We're going for it. And I they hit it out of the park. Exactly. It was so bold. They basically took, like, four back steps of things that people didn't like. A lot of remakes that were, like, hit or miss for people. Uh, the, three, the third person camera movement, which people like got really sick of in six and a lot of people didn't like six, but I had that like, well, you're not move, you're not stationary shooting, but you're not, but they just did everything so well. And then they did three cause it did so well. And now we're getting four soon, uh-huh. basically confirmed. And it's, it's, it's already, really yeah, it's been confirmed. More okay, than yeah, I forgot. I forgot we were in an year. era so long of, it hasn't been confirmed, but it is. <laughs> but yeah. They, they really knocked it out of the park and it's such they a, they didn't game. need a remake for, oh, I agree, but I'm looking forward to it. Like I, 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 both of those camps, a hundred percent. That's one I would want to play in VR. I think that'd be fun. I think it would probably fix it for a lot of people. I, I think you should play Resident Evil 7 in VR. No, I, I don't want to play normal Resident Evil 7. I play all these in VR, but four. I still have four <laughs> today. I'm I'm this. I'm a stand of four and five where I'm like I don't care. I like not st- not moving and shooting. I'm weird. Uh, I just played three tension. remake for the first time this past week, and it it was fantastic. It's much more my speed than two was. I haven't played three. I'm happy to hear that because I played like I think at least one playthrough of two, maybe a second one of like the different routes. But I never did three because I didn't love two that much. So that makes me happy with that. Two is just a really, really horror game for me. Like it's so fucking scary. Yeah. And I, yeah, we we both did not enjoy playing two. Three leans more on the the action tension aspect of it than survival, whatnot. Okay. All right, we are at Mike's number three, I believe. Yes, we are. Uh, my number three has already been mentioned and wasn't on this list till I reminded that I forgot it somehow. Alan Wake is my number <laughs> yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. I so fucking love this game. I yeah. played it. We played it for the show uh, two years ago or so. I love it. I I just looked on Steam to see if I if I could re if I bought it or not. I'm like, oh, I'll go rebuy this at some point once on sale because I'm not playing on my Steam Deck. And I just fucking love it. It's such a great game. I it's just so much fun to me. It's one of my favorite horror games ever in general. Just. One of my favorite games. I just really, really enjoy it. I've always had so much, so much fun with it. It's not that challenging. It's not that scary, but it does a good job of make of leading you on and keeping you very interested. So that's my number three, Alan Wake. Yeah, I kind of famously don't care too much about stories and games, but that one had me hooked. And like, I even bought the novelization when it came out just to to read through the story again, basically. Oh, is that novelization it's, good? Uh, I remember it being decent. It's been. Hmm. Probably since the game came out that I've read it, but 
I've been kind of marking down which games we've been talking about because I was kind of curious which one would be. It really sounds like Alan Wake is the one we all share <laughs> this big love for. It's I mean, real it's good. Yeah, it's a great game. Oh, Remedy, I'm so excited for that. Scene. Remedy makes some good stuff. Quantum Break's not bad, too. Um, my number three has also been mentioned twice. This is Eternal Darkness. Whoa, that's high. Yeah. Not surprising for him. Yeah, I got this one on uh, probably day one when it came out. I loved this game. And How even playing back through it now. It 2002, I would have been 19. Okay, that makes sense. Because I, I think that game for when it came out at different ages would be a very different experience. So I was curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing that I wanted to touch on that we haven't covered already is... You pick up runes throughout the game and you basically craft your own spells, which is badass. I mean, you craft them from a set list, but such a weird thing that I was experiencing because I think I got through a good chunk of that game from what I saw later and looked up. And yeah, I kept seeing people be like, it's okay, you can heal. Just you have to get to like chapter three or four. But man, it's it was a weird thing to like depending on what you pick. Yeah, that too. Um, It's such a weird thing for them to like keep from you and then once you get it it's such a helpful thing like i it, like because again i didn't have trouble i'd right? see what someone does it's like oh yeah i can't heal this or oh, they'll yeah. give you an item that lets you heal like twice for a level uh-huh. but it does, yeah. it's also nice to let you save anywhere that's a really nice mechanic as long as there's not enemies in the room and in multiple <laughs> save slots i think these are all really strong things that game could not yeah. have done that was another great sanity effect if you're low enough you go to save and it'll delete your save or make <laughs> it look <laughs> like it's deleting it like that's fuck you game good. <laughs> See, this is why that game, I was like, I, I, it's on my list. It's not high, but it's not going to not be on yeah. there. This shit's it's, hilarious and great. You need to play it, it finish it. Well, I'm it's a good one. I, it's Maybe restart fun. it, pick the easier element, and then use a guide, but yeah, it's definitely worth playing. No, I, I could just continue it for more of that. And now we're talking about more and more. I'm like, oh, I might go finish it. Because I, I, I did it in like <laughs> one sitting. I just kind of kept going through it. And after I stopped, I was like, I don't know if I like that, but I did play a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, six hours. This is a good chunk. It's worth beating just to be at it. least halfway through. Yeah. So you've got Eternal Darkness, Alan Wake, Bioshock, and Barrier at Sea now on your list. So get at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bioshock, Bio- Darkness, these are some popular ones. And Alan Wake, those are really hitting for us. And Dead Space a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And while you're at it, give us your number two. It is, this is a, you like left field, here's one. It's called Moirai. This is a what? game that came out, I don't want to, I remember I looked it up when I was researching it. How do you spell it? Uh, how I spelt it here, and I'm worried I spelt it wrong. M-O-I-R-A-I. Let me see if that's the right spelling. I didn't think I need to make the stipulation that you can't just make up games, Star. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, no, that is spelled right. You do have to put game. So this game is not made up. It came out <laughs> in 2017, and it was a small little experience game that you can't play anymore. The way it worked is it was this game that's like pixel art, 2D, and it's a very, it's probably like a 10-minute experience, but it is still a game. You go in, you're talking to these townspeople, and they're like, hey, there's something weird going on in the cave. You go to the caves, and you get there, and there's a guy outside. He's like, hey, there's someone crying in the cave. I sent my brother in. You go talk to him. He's like, oh, there's someone crying deeper in the cave. And it's this very just short, creepy experience because there's like not a lot of atmosphere, but there's not, at like, it's not like comical, and it was just weird. And eventually you go through this cave, and you turn this corner, and suddenly there's just a dude with a knife covered in blood. And you're like, ah, and you can ask him three questions, and it's like, why are you covered in blood? What have you done? And then something else. And so you... I thought those three questions were, how many zombies have you killed? How many people have you killed? And why? <laughs> I thought those were the three questions, sorry. But this is the part of why this game's on the list, because, again, this whole time we've been talking NPCs, and there's no indication what's going on, but depending on your experience at this point, it is very clear or not clear 
that this is the answers you are being given are from the last person who played this game. So you might get an answer of someone being very honest and saying, oh, there's a girl further down and she killed herself and now I'm covered in blood. And then they, you answer, you ask these three questions and you and you give them your answer and then you decide whether or not to kill them, let them go, or there's like a third option. And then you do it and you go into the cave and then you find the girl and you have the exact same experience where you can either, she's basically saying like, my husband died here and now I want to kill myself. And you can either go get help and then she kills herself or you can kill her and put her out of her misery because she's asking you to do it. And then you go to leave the cave and the exact same thing happens. And then you realize, oh, fuck, now I have to make my case to somebody else of why, what's going on here. And then as soon as you answer the three questions with inputable text, the game ends. And then if you want, you can put an email in. Yeah, and you can put an email in that would then get sent to you and it would tell you what the outcome was of your character. And it's really cool, but the second it was known what was going on, the person deleted it and shut the server down. They like made Aww. it not playable because yeah, that was the whole thing was you didn't know. And, and then he'll after the end, you're like, Oh shit. So that person I talked to, I was funny. I watched a YouTube video of it cause it'd been so long, but I knew this game and I loved it. And I was like, what happens? And I was watching the person like, I'm macho man, Randy Savage, just all caps lock. And I'm like, okay, so you could have got a, a person who was answering just the most obvious, like this isn't it. If this is an NPC, the creator did something real weird here. And you just say, fuck, 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 shit, shit, bloody ass. You're like, oh, what the, I, what? But yeah, it's such a weird, random experience that was a neat little thing. And I love it so much. And it's pretty prominent on other parts of my list as we were talking. But yeah. Yeah, it's pretty high up. Uh, One of the first results when I search for it is a marker player video. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah. That's what I I was watching a little bit of. It was just so not, like, it's just for what it was. I loved it. And I thought it was so neat. And it's something that could never be done again. And it's so... The atmosphere to me was creepy when I was playing back then because I did experience it genuinely. I did, it was wigged me out because I was I people were like don't look anything up just play it and I was like what is going on it's giving me the willies and then you're getting in this creepy cave system and it's like this low art horse or like low art and I'm like oh it's making me uncomfortable and then you just boom bloody dude and you're like ah well what's going on why are you bloody and it's like are you gonna kill me and I'm like oh jeez oh oh scoob <laughs> oh yeah I loved it. But it's also not playable. And so it's like, hey, I want to bring this up and show it off. Because it's such a neat thing. That's weird that they just ended it. Yeah, the person who made it, it was really interesting. It was like this weird experiment sort of deal where it's like, hey, what do you do if you just think it's a silly NPC? And then you learn like, oh, no, that was a person. I murdered him because I just you could apparently also murder the cows or something. Something I never (laughs) learned until I was researching it for this. I was like, oh, shit. People apparently just like to murder the cows. It's weird. I don't know why you would. But I always wonder what happened to Macho Man. I recently watched a Macho Man video where he talked about the importance of expressing your feelings. I love mm. Macho Man. With uh, a knife. <laughs> this is also where I would have put Resident Evil 7 if I was putting Resident Evil because fuck, 7 was so good. Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, Lucas, number two. My number two is Dead Space 2. Yeah, that's the correct choice. <laughs> it is the correct choice, and I'll tell you why. Oh. There is an enemy type in this game where so or i guess we'll do some backup dead space 2 definitely expands on the first one and the fact that like you're definitely in a much bigger setting there's remnants of like what used to be a city there you really get into the weeds of you know explaining the first game and why these alien creatures are attacking you what's up with that marker thing is there a weird cult like all these questions start to get unraveled a little bit more and since it was a kind of more of a civilization setting, there's this area that you enter that used to be a daycare. And there are these horrifying, uh, uh, fucking creepy baby 
enemies and they they are so disturbing it's one of the probably my number two pick also for like scariest enemy design like they are really terrifying but outside of that like just in general i think the game is a lot better paced and the scares are a lot better it doesn't rely on the jump scares as much Um, and then towards the latter half of the game it it does this this great moment of bringing you back to the ishimura and you know it's been docked and there's kind of tarps and stuff over it and it's this really unsettling moment of like oh great all all the fun times we we had a couple <laughs> years ago when playing that let's as if everything that's preceded wasn't already enough and terrifying like why why the fuck not like let's let's go back home and it be just slightly more off-putting somehow it's really good it's it's a fantastic game and i hope that this dead space remake does well because I absolutely need them to remake two. Yeah, that'd be nice. I love the ending in that, because the ending of one where he looks over and there's that Phantom Nicole there, and then in two, he's in the ship and he looks over and the, the female leads there. She's just like, what? <laughs> good, good little moment. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a little unsettling of her being like, uh, are you okay, bud? <laughs> and I was looking him up because I, I vaguely remember the introduction scene to the crawlers. Really? like upsettingly gross and sad because it's a woman in a daycare setting like you know in this horror environment calling to this like child that seems to be like still a baby and she like hugs him and holds him and then he fucking explodes gross they they are the creepiest and they they cry like babies and scream like it is Ooh, they are creepy doesn't Silent Hill 1 have little baby-like enemies? That's 100% about to talk about. I was going to ask if you'd experience those things. They aren't babies. They're like small children because it's when you go to the schoolhouse. And, and they have knives. Really, yeah, and they're really like... They <laughs> so make weird. <laughs> sounds, and they fuck Ugh. you up. And there's like three of them, and they're just chopping your ankles, and they do a lot of damage. Like, they're really, like, scary. What's funny is they're very human-like. Like, I think a lot of the enemies mm. in 1 and 2, I just saw a meme, and it was like, Three, Heather's like, was I killing people? Two, James is like, I murdered a person. And one is dad saying, baby, go bonk. And he's just swinging a <laughs> sledgehammer at these huge people with no thought. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. He don't give a shit. He's like, I'm here for my daughter. Fuck these yeah. weird little bastards. That's uh, shit. Yeah, they're also real creepy. And they remind me of that in a really like good way. Completely different. One's a baby and they're like kids, but they're like these creepy <laughs> enemies. That, that reminds me of the scene, Mike, from uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse with the, the zombie children. The, oh, eat the yeah, reporter that a, lady. That's fucked up. That's a yeah. That's a yeah. <laughs> God, I hate those. Good scene, but yeah. Uh, Mike, number two. My number two is a Resident Evil game because I wasn't following your ideas <laughs> that were only for you. Resident Evil Four, because that is yes. the okay. best. Hell yes, Mike. I love that fucking game. game. I I have loved that game since the first time I played the demo that I got when I reserved it. The only thing I. The only thing I still regret, I have, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life. One of my biggest regrets is I had the cardboard cutout for Resident Evil 4. Oh. And I left it at my parents' house, and then they put it in the basement, and it got wet. I think it got pissed on by cats. I don't know what the oh. hell happened to it. But when I came back, like, well, you can have it. And, it's, and it was just ruined. I'm like, <laughs> just throw it out at this point. But I regret it because it took me years. I wouldn't have been able to actually, I didn't get a house till like, God, I bought a house two years, 2020. And I, that game came out, what, 2005? So, yeah, it, it didn't it didn't make it the 15 years before I could actually have put it in my house and been like, look at that. But, no, I mean, I love RE4. I played it again for the show. I just never get tired of that game. It is the best. And I will probably play it again at some point, I'm sure. 
Those uh, cats must have been fans of the first three games. They didn't like how much changed in four. No, they did not. I, I don't I don't know if it got I don't know what happened. All I know is it was ruined and I and I cried. But I'll never forget. Uh the first the one and only Halloween I was there with my girlfriend at the time. We were back at and we were at my at my parents' house where we were living for a little bit. We put it in the doorway for the trick-or-treaters. When you open the door, you just see El Gigante just staring at you and somebody screamed. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that so great. with awesome. this rebate coming out, based off of what we've seen so far, it definitely seems like it's following kind of the RE2 footsteps of amping up some of the horror elements. Mm-hmm. Are are you going to revisit it, do you think? Or are you going to play the remake? Or I'm does that kind of turn you off from I, it? It, it has me, I'm interested, but I don't I don't get around anything for years. It, it depends on if it's playable on Steam Deck or not. <laughs> My favorite parts of four are parts that a lot of people rather be changed, especially in a modern game. Like I love the inventory system. I Same. love like there's just so many parts about it that I think were great and make me go, why do we need a fourth remake? And they're going to be so different. And also, like I think a lot of the environment changes, like from Resident Evil Two remake, Resident Evil Three remake, compared to the original, are so wildly larger and different. We I didn't like the- need. A remake of four. We need a remake of Code Veronica, not four. Yeah, That'd I would nice. agree. I like the linearness of four, and I don't think it's going to have that, or it's going to feel less linear, even if it is, which is wild because I think that's something that really makes Resident Evil Four this more like adventure experience rather than like you know moving around the mansion back and forth, back and forth. It's like oh, I'm continually moving forward into weirder shit. Also, I think the length of the game is fine. Ah, uh, fuck anyone who says that it was too long. I think you're, I think it's wrong. Yeah. It's not I as long it. as five or six, so no, it, yeah. it's long enough. Oh god, six. <laughs> I need to play six hours. Good I, god, I literally played one story of six, and that was it. I think I started the other ones, but I just never cared enough. I and played two missions of one story of six, and I was done. If I could I, go back, I'd play Leon. I played the Chris storyline. God, oh god, uh, yeah, Leon's one I started. Oh god, I'm excited for that that remake because I think kind of similar to what I. How I felt with RE2 is like, I think the updated visuals are really going to help the more horror aspects of 4 stand out because I feel like everybody remembers it for some of its goofiness of, you know, your bingo lines or your crazy castle <laughs> with that better be the in. freaking roller coaster that, and all this no, stuff. No, it won't. You got smoked? I got gum. <laughs> like, there's some genuinely creepy moments in 4 between like those scary blind reanimators yeah the re- yeah the like they're creepy and then the salazar boss fight whenever he like loses his lower half and starts like swinging from the rafters with his mm-hmm. spine hanging out like give me that at its full potential of like how you guys visualize this because i i know that you can pull it off now and i think it's going to be fucking awesome yeah the gamecube wasn't really known for its graphics back then <laughs> <laughs> also i have a, a funny joke that i can now say uh, earlier when I was at Walmart a couple days ago, I texted Mike this. Somebody just said, what are they in here, the big cheese? And for some <laughs> reason, the first thing that popped in my head was Chief from Chief Mendez from this game. And I'm like, that should not be what pops in my head when someone says the big cheese. <laughs> I was about to say the opposite. I can't think of anything else that would pop in my head if someone said big yeah. cheese. I would be like, the big cheese. It's the delivery. He doesn't say, like, big cheese. It's like, the big cheese. It's such I, a great line. And, oh, Luis is so great. I love him. God, I love that game. I did a quick Google search and found that character with the, one of those, like, Minnesota cheese hat. Wisconsin head. cheese head, sir. Wisconsin. One of those in my house. I, I think the campiness... You insulted the Viking fans in Minnesota. Ah, yeah, well. I think the campiness is such a strong element of that game, and there's no way it's going to be present in the new one. Also, some of the problematic parts of that, like the character with dwarfism, 
I don't like that would not fly today. So I don't know what they're going to do for him. That's going to be weird. Like, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting what they change and why. And, and, and Or the insinuated rape scene that you have in that game, too, near the end. What? Oh, with there's an insinuated rape scene where they turn off the cameras when Ashley's in the island. They cut out. I think the most recent version. They cut out Luis's line about her ballistics. They did do that. You're right. They modified the VR version for a few things. One, I thought that was a me thing. Who thought that, Mike? You make me feel weird now. I thought, oh, I don't like that. That's weird. I thought I was like, that feels a little weird. No, they don't ever touch on it. But I swear that's what it's. It's an insinuating rape scene because they look at the camera, they turn it off, and then when you find her, they're not there, and she's like Howard in the corner, which both fit but yeah it i'm i don't like it i don't think it's meant to be i think it's maybe just too close to what those scenes often are implied to because all that the zombies there i guess they are human but they're pretty savage especially the ones at the end they're pretty like just mindless like drones <laughs> i'd rather not, not believe they're not dead zombies like what you're talking like when re- regular resident evil they're just people that are infected with a parasite that's also, being controlled by a guy did, did they not spend any time with this girl at all she's obnoxious God, hell. Uh, the delivery of that story of what happened is so sad and such a weird just, oh, we're going to put in the credits. It's so powerful with the music, like how they're like, hey, it's really sad what happened to these fucking people. And you're like, God, fuck, it is sad. <laughs> Damn. Thanks, I mean, I for guess. the whole fact that the whole game is because he goes into some guy's house, they pull a gun on, they pull a weapon on him, so he <laughs> shoots something like, oh, I, the locals try to kill me. I was, you know, in his house and pull a gun on him, but I don't understand. You talking earlier about Resident Evil Revelations uh, just introducing characters. There's a freaking knife fight in that game that just comes oh, out of nowhere. Oh, Krauser. Krauser. That, yeah. I'm just supposed to know why we're having this epic knife fight and how it fits into the story. It is the most absurd thing. Because he's an American. Resident Evil has ever, I refuse to hear that anything else is more absurd. I don't want to talk about punching boulders like you just have a random <laughs> guy know. with this no, guy. No, 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 hold on. They go, I disagree. <laughs> the punching boulders are ridiculous. They at least give you the, the plot officially. <laughs> it's very abrasive of an introduction, but they the, go into it. I get it, though. The like, first I time that. I got in that knife fight, I remember I put the controller down because I was eating chicken. And then I died, <laughs> man. Fuck those QTEs. It's such a core memory, though. It was a thing. Remember yeah, it is. Was, yeah, no, Krauser's wild. That's for sure. Also, right. Ada's really cool in that, that. The fact that that's when they brought Ada back compared to... Ada's always cool. Yeah, yeah. But it's such... Like, I don't know. I guess... I think Leon and Ada, their characters in Resident Evil, I think that's what 4 was really cool about, is it was like, hey, you know these characters you really like? We're bringing them back, and they've been through some shit, and now they're different. And Wesker, too. You know? Claire's in Code Veronica that no one wants to play. Yeah, you're right. I that's really... why I need to remake. Claire's also in Revelations, too. Yep, there's that. And Claire's in the animated movies, too, that you haven't yep. seen. I saw the first one. There's two more. All right. Let's move on. My number two. Mike, are you ready for this? Avenging Spirit. My number uh, This almost made my honorable mentions, but didn't. (laughs) My number two is Candy, Please. Why? (laughs) Because I play this game every Halloween still. This is an adventure game in the Quiet Please series, which is just a series of little adventure games. Uh, One guy makes them. They're very low pixel whatever art style i'm sorry these were these were introduced in xbox live indie game exactly no no it's instantly bad oh whatever that was great i we did turkey please for thanksgiving that we released on thanksgiving day at one point but that's it star i will raise you 
Super amazing wagon adventure. Look that up. You'll not be disappointed. <laughs> okay. Keep okay. With whatever this shit is. Well, this one is the girl that you always play as in these games. She and her younger brother are trying to go around the house and piece together different costumes to fleece their neighbors out of more candy than, than they would normally get. Apparently, if you put on a different costume, no one knows that you're the different person or the same person. <sighs> Clark Kent syndrome. But yeah, it's like a half hour runtime. If you really know what you're doing, I, I will put this on every Halloween for the foreseeable future. I love it. And what's game. it called again? Col- Candy, please. please. Candy, please. Okay. I camp with you a little bit right now. <laughs> you need to explain yourself because what you've told me through this entire time is that you pick games that may not necessarily be horror games, but are good. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe you that this is your number two. This is ridiculous. Uh, it's number two because I play it every year. It, it's odd. Is it good, It's an adventure though? game. I, th- I think so. It's a bite-sized adventure game. If you like adventure games, like point-and-click stuff. Fair. I don't really like these style adventure games. I'm going to play it. I'm going to check it out. Go for it. They're well, all on Steam. Play okay, I was about to yeah. ask. There are five of them. Quiet, Candy, Thanksgiving, Christmas. The summer one and vacation. the Christmas yeah. one. So five. So you just go around, you do some like little bits, you put on costumes, you carve. A- yeah, and there's also yeah, you just it's a little adventure game. You just have to solve puzzles essentially and figure out what you have to do. Yeah, Mike oh. loved Turkey Please. Like he couldn't shut Mike up about not. it. <laughs> you can listen to it. I don't remember anything I said because it was years ago. No, that was two years ago. What was it, what was the other indie live arcade game you said? Super uh, amazing Super wagon amazing adventure. Wagon I'm looking it up right now. That's it not- is a roguelike, so Mike won't like it. Oh, now you have me a little more attracted. Markiplier played. It can't be too bad. <laughs> yeah. Markiplier plays like playing. everything I'm noticing. I, I know. That's that's why I said that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I never really, I've never watched his videos because I don't care for Twitch streamers like that. I see someone that big. It just doesn't interest me at all. Yeah. I, you just made people very upset with that comment. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. Uh, Mark, I'm just Markiplier's not interested around. in any of those like. Online <laughs> personality content creators. That'd be where I, Markiplier. I mean, I am. Influencers. Yeah, influencers. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, Twitch streamers, that's uh, such a just funny generic term. Like, I'm a like, reviewer. I'm a podcast reviewer, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> term. Right? This, this Everyone thing. has a podcast anymore, Mike. Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling are going through the Smallville episodes. We know they finished. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm sorry, Michael, you're ridiculous. I, I think I'm ready to move on. I can't. All right. This. Wait, one last question. Have you reviewed this game outside of this? Or ever talked about it? This one? The... Not this one, no. We talked we did... about it, but we didn't review it. No. Yeah, I, I talk about it. I tried to get him to do the, like, the last I would two do a small ever since I joined. You. I would do yeah. a mini episode just because it's ridiculous. Hell yeah. And I hate it so much. I don't want to know why it's your number. Next Spooktober, Mike, we're doing a Candy Please Mini. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> Silence. We'll, we'll totally not forget this by then. Yep, yep, yep. I totally won't remind you if you forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get to our honorable mentions, I wanted to plug the Discord real quick because just today I posted that we were doing this top 10. I asked if anyone had any kind of out there picks that they kind of thought we might not touch on that we could go through real quick. Blake mentioned PT, which we covered, and Doki Doki Literature Club, which we also covered. Hi, Blake. I love your profile picture. That was my Xbox gamer profile picture for you. Oh, it's a good one. (laughs) The kid with the beanie blowing the bubble. Love it. I'm glad, I'm glad that person was the name. I like picked up both their games and we shared that. In <laughs> it's funny to me. Rich mentioned Shivers, which I, I've i never heard of. You guys know this one? No, when I Googled it just now, I got the Ed Shireen song. Oh, it's yeah, probably I not, not that. 
Oh, I point and click. Yeah, I recognize it. I think I tried to get. A, I had a friend once try to get me to play it because it's very weird. It's like, yeah, it does some weird stuff. Yeah, it Sharon looks... has a point and click game. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Originally released on the CD ROM. Oh. Yeah, that newfangled thing, that's never going to catch on. Horror theme, <laughs> dead bodies, and depictions of killing, hanging, decapitation. Rich, yep. what do we need to talk? Do you need help? He likes point-and-click horror games. Or point-and-click games, for sure. He also uh, mentioned <laughs> Outlast, which, uh-huh. fair. Not something none of us mentioned, but yeah. it's not yet. But I think it's a very solid choice. I get why. Yeah, um, and Alien Isolation, which we covered. Yes. Friend of the show, Ken Sanity, mentions Clock Tower, which, yeah. I mean, he mentions the PS1. The Super Nintendo one's fine. They Nightmare made, yeah, Creatures. Man, that game I, is something else. Sorry, what was that? Oh, they made a f- Yeah, I've seen a lot of them. I like the PS1 one a lot. It's not something I've experienced directly, but I think Clock Tower's real weird. Yeah. I've never played... Just I just played the Super Nintendo version, which actually wasn't supposed to be on the show. It was supposed to be the PS1 version, but I just yeah. put the SNES1 version on it. Fucking Alien Isolation can't even do anything original. They ripped off Clock Tower with the thing <laughs> following you everywhere. There you go. God. <laughs> Lazy writers. Kenneth also mentions Nightmare Creatures. Do you guys know this game? It uh, at all. You I constantly recognize... have your health ticking down. I recognize a... the Nintendo 64 box art for some yep. reason, but that's it. Nothing else. I it remember it creepy. back it's... then, but I never played it. My friend had it, but I wasn't interested. I just know it's it's a yeah horror game of three. To, you kill my. I don't even know much about it. You kill monsters. Just uh, try. Are they Nightmare real. Creatures? They're really I guess. There's a Kinect game, too, in the series. I know oh, that. God. Weird. That, I have it that's somewhere. That, that must like. be extra scary. because You, you, you have to play that at some point. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't control it. Yeah, the monsters are really creepy. They're going to be like Silent Hill vibes. Early Silent Hill, for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah never played it, though. Never will. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth also mentions Siren. I know my wife's not big on that one. Ugh. Yeah, she got an uh. I don't know if I, I don't know if that picked up. Damn. It did. I love it. <laughs> the Fatal Frame franchise and former episode Sweet Home. I forgot we did that game. Precursor to Resident Evil. I think all also all solid. I've seen and looked some of them up when I was trying to pick out what games to play, and I thought about all those for a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Star, hit us with your honorable mentions. I've mentioned it a lot of times on the show. And I love it. It's Outer Wilds. You should play it hey. right now. Go that's play. A, that's a good choice. Yeah. I I didn't think How about that. that. Or game. So or I can't ask that question. Can I? No, you can. I'm totally down because okay. I thought about it for a while. It's it was something I thought about and I kept popping in mind. One is I the stress of time is I have time anxiety. So for me, Majora's Mask and Outer Wilds are great fun things because I get to redo it, but it's also stressful. Outer Wilds definitely has some areas that. And the absence of, like, bodies that are really creepy. There's very few times where, like, you get to interact with somebody. When you do, it's very nice. But then you're just alone a lot. And you're mm-hmm. trying to f- piece together what the hell's going on. What happened to these people? There is also the DLC, which is very spooky. And I like that. But it's, I don't know, that was very jump scary. But they, they literally have a setting to turn down how scary the DLC is because it's so much. But to me, it's just, there's a lot. Of, oh, and also the anglerfish. Those things fucking, I hate those things. Yeah. They give me the willies floating. <laughs> those things it. are scary and everything. Yeah, the last area, I, that was the first, I died, that was, so you can die in that game only a few times, which is before the whole shtick starts. And one of them is in the last run, after you figure out how to beat the game, after you start the end game, if you die, you 
you do it. And to, to beat the game, you have to go through like this area that has six of these fish that if you move too fast, they murder you. So it was terrifying and stressful. Uh, be like, hmm. okay. fast. don't go too fast. But yeah, one thing, it's one of the best games ever. Probably also top three. But I also think as the parts that are scary are really scary. And even the parts that aren't, I think are creepy. I don't like that. Like the time, the stress of time and a lot of the areas like, oh, they also have, like, um, what's the one? People are really afraid of, like, big, scary things under the ocean. That phobia? Totally in this game. You can go okay. live that. I know Blake out. mentioned I should play it on this show, too. I think the they do a good job of making it intimidating, like, in the in a way that it, it would be if you were actually in space. Like, the idea of going into, like, the first few worlds around you are fairly standard in Outer Wilds as far as, like, you know, an underground city or stuff like that, like fairly inviting for you to start your journey. But whenever you get to some of the later planets, like you one know that there is kind of this scare, not scary, but you know what I mean? Like unsettling vibe to the universe at the moment. And I think what you get to is something that can easily happen to you based off of your previous experiences. So like whenever you go to like the planet that is fully water and you kind of, misjudge your landing and all of a sudden you're underwater it's like i don't want to fucking be underwater right now like i know that Mm -hmm. stuff just will sometimes present itself in this game and me not expect it like this is not where i want to be right now i think once the fear of death for a reason is gone it removes a lot of it but there's still these feelings of like there's a planet where if you get sucked through this black hole and it's just like at the center it's suddenly terrifying that you're in the middle of space you only have a limited amount of air and fuel to like propel yourself. And you're like, oh shit, my ship is not here. What the fuck am I going to do? And there's that initial feeling of like, oh fuck, I'm going to die. And you're like, oh wait, it's fine. But it's still scary. Like, cause I don't know the thought of being in space. It spoops me out. So like when, yeah, when stupid stuff happens and it goes wrong, your ship blows up or something. You're like, ah, damn it. And there's that moment. There's like, ah, oh no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll, there's it'll be fine. also the, uh, moving objects which becomes like more and more prevalent in the game as it goes on. But like there are sometimes you'll be staring at something and then you look away and like you turn back and then there's something new there or it's gone or this new pathway has opened up and it's scary in a cave and it's scary in a forest. Like it, <laughs> like there's something about things just disappearing that is unsettling. Yeah. That's what I was about to mention. It's like three-fourths of the way through that main sort of plot, you reach a lot of that happening, and there's a lot going on with that that makes a lot more sense. And you learn about it, but at first, it's kind of a lot, and you're going through like this sort of like almost like a journey, like a brain journey of like, what am I doing? This doesn't make any sense. And then it does, and they explain how it's happening. For a while, you're just like, what is going on? And that game does that a lot. I think it's really interesting how it does it. The storytelling is just great. I love it. Okay. Play it, Mike. Play it right now. <laughs> As you don't own it yet, it hasn't been on a deep enough sale for me. Ah! Was that all you had? Yep. I, I love it. I'll plug it. That and Dead Rising. Yeah, I'll talk about it until I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> I love them so much. All right. Lucas, honorable mentions. All right. I'm going to rapid fire through these. Um, Bloodborne was on mine. We talked about it. Great game. Spooky. Doki Doki was also on there, as well as PT. I want to shout out Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. For not Luigi's Mansion. I yeah. Be, I, I would say yeah. you could take any of them. I, I liked three, and it's the one I played most recently. But something about like a more inviting experience whenever it comes to like horror or like a more 
kid focused or family focused horror is not something that I think is done a lot in games. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's I, my will. And, and they nail it. Like it's done super well. Like a great Halloween game. Um, surprised perfectly why I wanted to put on my list but forgot and it really upset. So thank yeah. you. Oh, so. <laughs> Oxen Free is also one I want to shout out. That's not oh, super yes. scary, but again, kind of falls in that like unsettling kind of space of you're not really sure what's going on, some supernatural elements and stuff like that. And it's just like a very, very more unsettling kind of vibe that I think it does really well. And then lastly, Lost in Vivo, which is a indie game on PC. If you like Eternal Darkness, I would recommend that you check it out. I, it does a lot with, or I guess to set it up, you you are walking your dog down a street and your dog falls into the sewer and you go to get it back. And it's in first person, kind of older looking graphics, like it's definitely super polished or anything like that. Uh, but so much of its scares are psychological and playing with perception. And it does a lot of those fourth wall breaks that Eternal Darkness does with messing with your save files and stuff like that, or changing up menus and objects and pathways. And it's it's a short experience, and I think it's like maybe two bucks on Steam probably. You should play it. What's it's it called? Lost, Lost in, Vivo. in Vivo. God, I Google it, and these yeah. hey, it's horrifying <laughs> I, to look at. I, and the, I immediately and, regretted it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. This it looks right up my alley. Psychological horror. Good I told nightmares. You, before you say yours, can I just mention my honorable mentions? We don't have to talk about them. Just oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Until Dawn. I think that one's obvious and really sad. I'm sorry um, no one else mentioned it. Uh, was that your... Did you just give your number one? Yeah. No. That, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this Wait. is honorable mentions. Yeah, no, I gave my number one. That's why yeah, oh. I realize now. Yeah, that was my number <laughs> one. Uh, my honorable mentions, after that, Until Dawn, Frostpunk, again, more of that time stuff and really scary dealing with freezing to death. Gives me the willies. Alan Wake, of course, Bloodborne. Luigi's Mansion, even though it should be in my pit. And then, yeah, those are my definitely my honorable mentions, for sure. Okay. All right. uh, Lucas, did you, do you have any more? Nope, that's all I got. I've said right. my piece. Okay, I'll, I'll do mine. <laughs> mine are Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 1 Remake, Stalker Shadow Chernobyl, just because I thought of it, uh, Resident Evil Revelations. I really like that game. Resident Evil 3 and Silent Hill 3, because that is the best Silent Hill game. That and Origins are both really good. <laughs> Origins, that's a fun take. I'm happy to hear that. I like Origins. I like Origins a lot. We played it for the show a while ago, and I really had a good time with it. I think it does a lot of stuff really interesting. There's some stuff mechanically I don't like besides that, but Stalker's also a really good one. I'm glad you mentioned because I think that game's... It's a creepy-ass game that I played yeah. two of them for the show and will probably never play the third one, so... Yeah, Stalker's a really, like, I think, series that should have more prominence and love than it does, even though I personally never played it, but I have a lot of respect, so I... Yeah. yeah. And that's all I got. What about yeah. you, Mike? I'm surprised no one had a Castlevania anywhere on here. I guess we're not done yet, but this is... <laughs> it was one of those ones I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do a Silent Hill, which I would have done in Shattered Memories. Uh, I'm not doing Resident Evil. Probably would have been one remake or zero. And I'm not going to do Castlevania. Mm, Symphony in the Night or Portrait or Run. But my honorable mentions are... I have to do Alone in the Dark 2008 because it's such a game my mom found meme at this point because we talk about it all the time. <laughs> my wife still... Yes loves this story that when I finished that game, I put it in the case and chucked it across the room. The game is horrible, <laughs> but I have to mention it because it's so dumb. Uh, I shit you not, Fester's Quest is an honorable mention. I got weirdly obsessed with that game over the summer, and I can uh -huh. beat it now. So, yeah, we did an episode <laughs> on that. Go back and check that out. Mike loved it. 
Haunt the House is a cute little game where you play as a ghost. It's kind of like haunting where you're trying to scare people away, but it's much cuter take on it. Okay. I also had Oxen Free. Yes. And we would be super remiss not to mention Overblood. It's a terrible (laughs) game. Yes, it is. But I mean, none of us would be here if it wasn't for that community. Yes, that is correct. All of us are Overbloodies and... The podcast wouldn't exist wasn't for that community. And I covered that game, which actually led me to meeting somebody who runs the Overblood 2 website. So, hey. Excellent. I just don't know if that game... I mean, I don't know. I guess I haven't seen all of it, but I kind of didn't think it was that spooky. It's not. It's just bad. What Are you saying you have not watched the entire Overblood 2 replay? All right. So, moving on. Mine was number one. I already said it. It was Outer Wilds. Um, and, yeah, it's I, all the reasons I said. Yeah, so cut that. Whatever. Outer Wilds is great. I'm not cutting it, so... All right. Oh, that's uh, messy. Well, we'll I got one last thing to touch on. I always okay. have to do a wife pick, and uh, she picked the first Fatal Friend because I told her no Silent Hill, or else she would have picked one or three. She said uh, it's got a good story in her opinion. The controls are really well for the time, and it's genuinely scary. Her only complaint is that you can get to a point of not being able to finish the game because you don't have enough ammo and stuff, which is, you know, survival horror garbage. Yeah. That was another game series I definitely was thinking about playing one of before. Oh, that's one of the game series that I will probably never play. <laughs> you shouldn't. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Lucas, number one. Oh, Silent Hill 2. It really mm-hmm. couldn't be Ooh. anything else <laughs> in my mind ever, I don't think. God, it was such a hard pick for me. I was like, it's either seven or two. I love it. I both. could only enjoy that game if you erase my memory and I replay it. I mix it up. Uh, yeah, no, Silent Hill 2 is the one I picked for. I... I I get it. It's a great game, but we played it for the show. I think I was in a bad mental place, too, but I fucking hated that game the second time we played through for the show. Really? Yeah. One, it was it was a bad mental place, I think, for me, too, because my it was it was right after my other two co-hosts ended up having to leave the show and I wasn't. And plus, I didn't like the fact that I knew where the story's going. So I had issues with Mm -hmm. it. But it's still a great episode. It was one of the first ones I did. And we uh, we had Adam and Helena on there. And that was a really good discussion we had about it. Yes. And that, and that's totally fair. There's just something about it for me that it, it hits the notes that I want it to whenever it comes to like setting up a a mood and that mood being something that is leaning towards horror or unsettling or dread or like whatever you want to use. But it's just so good with its, it's atmosphere. Good and I, I really like the, the places that the story the story goes. I think the creature designs are freaking gross. They are. Um mm-hmm. Not crazy about the puzzles, but like I, I'm willing to overlook it just because it it's so good. And that soundtrack is fucking amazing. Oh, uh, Kira Yamoka does a soundtrack for the Cyberpunk show, and it fucking is amazing. And Kira Yamoka is oh, so good. Yeah, she, I mean, she did the music, I think, for like the first three or four games. <laughs> no, it's a great game. It just I had a bad experience last time, but I, it's a great game. It's really serendipitous. I follow this Twitter account that posts uh, Video Game Girl of the Day, and today was Maria from Silent Hill 2, and I'm just like, ah, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> Something that I, because I'm in Silent Hill Facebook groups um, that's not super well-known, is the main writer and director for Silent Hill 2, Gamer's name off the top of my head, he has a Twitter, and people love to tweet at him about Silent Hill 2 and ask questions, being like, what is the meaning of this? And he, and he mostly speaks Japanese, so he very rarely responds, but usually whenever he does, it's like, you're reading too much into this. Shut up. And I love it. It's so Amazing. great that, you know, for what this game is, there's so much symbolism and what's going on yeah. in, like, the story of it. But, man, I love that even the original creator is like, stop. It's all, it's fine. Yeah, his wife is in the car in the start of the game. Jesus, all right? What do you want from me? Get out of here. <laughs> like, there's all these little things that are, like, 
not on the surface, but then there's like and all the endings. Oh, it's so good. I love Silent Hill too. Okay. The dog ending. Yeah. Mike, Mike, the tell endings us about are great. Un- Sorry. Yeah, yeah we, we can move on from Silent Hill too. It's fine. Yeah, but Mike's gonna tell us about until dawn. <laughs> Actually, what do you think? What, realistically, what do you think my number one is? Mike, until I'm dawn's curious. the only horror game that you've played for the show that you haven't talked about yet. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> This game happened to involve going to an opera and watching everybody burst in flames. Oh, fuck yeah. Parasite Eve. Oh, yep. I I love Parasite Eve. Creeped the hell out of Teenage Mike and had him terrified. I love the game. We played it for the show, the early 20s episodes. It's just it's one of the games I love. I wish the series was better because two I hated third birthday was fine. But there's something about one, the atmosphere, the gameplay, the RPG elements. And it's made by my favorite company ever, Squaresoft. That doesn't, that unfortunately went out of business. Doesn't exist anymore. Uh-huh. But they were <laughs> my Squaresoft don't exist anymore. That's for sure. So, <laughs> but they were something else. And I, I love that game so much. I love Aya Brea. She's a great character. The modern day, you know, setting for an RPG. Like it's just, it's a great game, and it is by far one of my my favorite horror game easily. I I played two first. <laughs> Two's bad. I'm pretty sure I beat it, but. I, I also teen- played two wrong. I was a teenager when two was coming out, and man, did that marketing work on me, so I bought two. I'm not surprised one <laughs> bit. I didn't play one until probably 2015, and man, is it it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Completely different games than one and two. Their birthday are all completely different games. Yep, the they have no idea what they're two. doing. Uh, she was taking a shower. Ah, of course. Oh, yeah, and all the, the advertising is like her half naked and mm-hmm. stuff. It's Yeah, it worked. Oh, uh, it's for the time. So Sex sells. I, I'm curious because Michael, you pointed out to Mike. Mike, you didn't even mention. Uh, yeah, where's Until Dawn? Dawn? Yeah, it's not even. Eh, I didn't even think about it. Well, that was too new. <laughs> I just played it. I don't Until like, Dawn yeah. is good. I have the it, same experience. If we want to talk about it, I mean, man, I don't play horror games, and I'm like, I'm going to do this for Halloween. What years ago now? And. I was a freaking nervous wreck. I was up to the bathroom like every 20 minutes. My body did not like me putting it through that shit. Great game, though. <laughs> there was yeah, it's good for what it is. I made, a, I made a choice, and I thought the outcome was stupid. I was like, really? You're going to kill me for that? Okay, whatever. Fine. Did, God. did did you use lose the cheerleader because you moved during the last don't move second section like Mike and I both did? I might have. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember the mechanics of that were finicky and I didn't. Like well, it the, time. the trick is to put down the controller before it happened. Yeah, well, I tried to do it like as it happened. You can't because the way it works is as soon as it starts, that controller must stay in that yep. shape. If you're holding it above your head, like high in the air, it got to stay there. It's wherever it is when that moment starts. That's the problem. Cool, cool idea of it. I haven't played the quarry yet. I'm sure I'll put myself. Yeah, the quarry is also life. good. Like I'm I'll, I'll give props to them. I think those games are are good at what they do. The we yeah. talked about it too. I think in our episode. I think the fact that they made those sequels and they're like, oh, they're also multiplayer. That's how I really want to try them because they sound wild to play with multiple people. I'm like, what yeah, yeah that's what Man Man of Medine is multiplayer, and that's what they were. Blake was telling me you should play it. If you're it's gonna... such a good call. They they are so much fun to play with, like a group and. Just yeah. be being able to laugh at, at some of the like similar to watching a B horror movie, like just kind of laughing at the yeah. ridiculousness of the situation or <laughs> how a particular character is acting, but then still having just enough leeway to kind of push things in in different directions. Uh, they're they're fun games. I think the B horror comment's really important because I am remembering the writing and until dawn before things get spooky. <laughs> 
fuck, I hated it. I was like, I don't like any of you. And you were very mean to this one guy, and his response is way unproportional, but God, you all suck. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, but now cryptid. Then I'm like, all right, fine. I can live now with this. Yeah, but if you don't give him the flare gun, then he dies. So. That was one of them! <laughs> or if you give him the flare... No, actually, if you give him the flare gun... And he still dies. You have to pick a certain spot yeah. earlier where you tell him you don't want to go to the tower. You argue with her. And then if you do that, yeah. then when she gives him the flare gun, he won't shoot it off. If you yeah, don't, this, he's dead. This yeah. is the antithesis of what Star's been saying, where if you go into a game, you already know what's going on. But this one, if you don't know, then you're going to lose people. Just because, <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, you better be finding the totems to get the secret hints to know what to do. And even then, sometimes you're like, oh, I remember what that totem said. And it's like, okay, but what next? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. The totem will give me this one. Damn it. <laughs> it even is, then, it's not clear. Hmm. And like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Uh, it is strange to me that people get attached to the characters in those games. Yeah. In a genre that is pretty much inherently based on the fact that like you're going to get a body count yeah. <laughs> as you're going through. Because <laughs> they're actors, actors, unlikable stereotypes, too. So. Yeah, exactly. Because it's supposed to be a slasher. Whatever. I feel like I get that. Like I, I feel the same way though. Whenever I play, th- like if I lose somebody early, and that's one nice thing about the quarry too. They have like a, a solid rewind feature for oh, yeah. chapters Ooh. and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, like there's just that feeling of like, well, I fucked up. Like I feel like I'm gonna miss twenty five percent of the game yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Where I guess maybe it's not as attached in a in a film or a book. Yeah, 100%. So in short, don't play until Donna Plant. Go play the court. You know, the <laughs> three of us haven't played it. You, you can play both. They're both good. <laughs> you can play neither. <laughs> and Mike, Do whatever you want. Yeah, my number one, uh, I wish it was more ceremonious, but uh, my number one's Diablo 3, just because I've put... That's not a horror game. You fight zombies and you fight <laughs> skeletons. Shut up. It's my list. I respect it. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Like, I get, yeah, mine's Outer Wilds. It's a good game. Is it horror? Yeah. Eh. Is Diablo 3 horror? Yeah. I think 2 is more horror than 3 based off my limited knowledge. Yeah, well, yeah, 3 is very colorful, but whatever yeah. I'm counting it, I've put <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of hours into all three versions of this stupid game, and I'll keep playing it over and over again. So if there's a top 10 of any positive game, are you just putting Diablo 3 at the top? I haven't heard them all, but I'm just wondering. Uh, <laughs> I try not to use the same thing twice. Like, I could have put any of the nonary games in here, the Zero Escape games, but I used that for our top 10 handheld games. Also, Ghost Trick, which is a fantastic game. So I try not to reuse things. Like when we do <laughs> top 10 weapons here. And so you're busting I- out Diablo 3 for, for horror. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. You just do top 10 games. They do have, that that, for their promotional, they had that poster that was pretty, not going to lie. It was like the, they just had the kind of demon skull with the eyes and the three. Yeah. Poster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you fight demons, you fight. I mean, it passed, it passed the spooky requirements. I just, I find it hilarious. I agree. Like I said, I respect it. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I ruined this last. Just cut the whole thing. We'll, Forget it. Oh, let's see the timer here. Yeah, three hours. Yeah, three hours. Yeah. Hey, I've done it once. I have one podcast I recorded that was three hours that never saw the light of day, unfortunately. But my personal favorite experience about (laughs) Michael and Mike is that you guys say things that make me want to throw you out a window, and then the next thing (laughs) you redeem it. And when like something is completely random, so I'm like, is this a little ridiculous? Yeah, but that's soon you're gonna say something crazy. That's our atmosphere of each other. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, that's just people in general. <laughs> like, uh, no one's going to be everything to everyone. But plus, I, I say things sometimes people, just to 
get oh, reactions. You're yeah, bottom like an idiot. in my heart right now and then. It's either like indifferent or wild. There's no between with you guys. So. Uh, do we want to run through our top 10? Go from oh. 10 to 1 all in one? Uh, I think I'd feel better at least for me because I felt bad that mine was all jank. Sure. I mean, just, yeah. Yeah, Dead by Daylight, starting with 10, Sandy's Wreck of Eternal Darkness, Dead Rising, Doki Literature Cub, Duck Season, Bioshock, PT, not Silent Hill 2, because we already got Majora's <laughs> Mask, Boy Rye, not Resident Evil 7, and Outer Wilds. Okay. Uh, Lucas, give us your rundown. Guys, I think I should have put Luigi's Mansion 3 on my list. No, but, that's what I'm saying. But Our otherwise... Other Otherwise, I think this is a solid list. So 10 to 1, we got The Forest, Dying Light, Inscription, Bioshock, Inside, Alan Wake, and then the four twos, Evil Within 2, Resident Evil 2 Remake, (laughs) Dead Space 2, and Silent Hill 2. Fucking sequels, get it done. Well, dude, I'm really happy that you like all the games on your list. That's good to know. (laughs) And for me, Deadly Premonition, Eternal Darkness, Alien Isolation, Doom 3, Condemned Criminal Origin, Bloodborne, Dead Space, Alan Wake, Resident Evil 4, and Parasite E. And for the list that got the most what the fucks from the listeners, <laughs> number 10, Hugo's House of Horrors, number 9, Prey 2017, or is it 2018? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the good one. I think. 2017. Can't confirm. <laughs> number 8, Haunting Star and Poltergeist. Number 7, Vampire Survivors. Number 6, Dead Rising 2. Number 5, The Darkness 2, and Carrion. Number four, Left 4 Dead 2. Number three, Eternal Darkness. Number two, Candy Please. And number one, Diablo 3. <laughs> <laughs> what bothers me is it's it's a really solid list, and then you get at the very top, Candy Please. I yeah. Candy <laughs> and then Diablo, Diablo 3. Oh, well, oh, I'm glad everyone enjoyed this top 10 research just because it's the last one we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. I love this. It's not, I, but... No, I am going to play Candy Please. I actually am. It's okay. Here in a few weeks. Uh, I'll play the Halloween one. Let me know when you're doing that. I'll come back and go, I hate this. Xbox Live Arcade Indie never should have happened. It was terrible. At least play Wagon Adventure. It's worth checking out. Uh, It looks awful. It's amazing. (laughs) I love it. I'll watch Markiplier play. Is that good enough? The Uh, famous Twitch streamer, Mark. Yeah, famous influencer Markiplier. I bet they hate being called influencers. Oh yeah. The amount of money they get, I highly doubt it. Oh, no, they, a lot of them don't like it. They think a lot of them cringe at it. Like, please don't. It's Man, like if, people, you, you can, if you want to pay me millions of dollars to make content, you can call me whatever you like. Asshole, I don't care. It's like calling <laughs> call me whatever gamers. you like. It's just got that stigmata behind it. It's like, ugh. Yeah, I think that's when it kind of soured in people's mouth. I think some people for a while embraced <laughs> it, but then it was like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I'm all good. You can call, I mean, I'll gladly become an influencer and make millions of dollars making content. <laughs> uh, Star Lucas, do you guys have anything to plug? Oh, I'm just star. Hi. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of our listeners are from over blood, so they probably know us all anyway. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have other top tens and we have over 380 episodes, maybe 400, depending on I, I didn't do math. We're getting damn close if we're not there yet. So we're check out all those. If you can't find what you're looking for on Spotify or iTunes, check out Podbean. The entire catalog is on Podbean with somebody you found twice last week and downloaded our huge catalog. So, yeah, thank you, sir, whoever you were. Thank you very much. And so go do that. Or actually, this time you're here, it's not last week, but it was last week for me. And <laughs> I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasfury. You can follow her on TikTok. Also want to give a shout out to my buddy, Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me, along with Mike. And then he started his own podcast. Say, 
a gamer that looks at 40? Well, you didn't start your own podcast, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and the one person you haven't influenced yet. <laughs> so go check him out. And fuck, what else am I going to say? Oh, yeah. Discord. Oh, we have a Discord. Please follow us on Discord. We have a Patreon if you want to help support the show. And help, this poll was a Patreon poll. Little as a dollar, you can go vote in our Patreon. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube with audio only. I think that's everything I need to say, but we will see you guys next time. You're speedrunning this shit. (laughs) You must fly, everybody. Yeah, man. Bye-bye.